evening and welcome to the obelisk we are flying solo tonight our guest uh, apparently joined another show that he thought was ours so he'll well, be here not totally that's what he said he said i thought i was on the show i'm on a show i thought this was the show whatever he'll be here in a bit like, so we're gonna chit chat we're gonna chit chat we're gonna shoot that shit and right off the right out of the gate my stallion hot and what i'm going to talk about is the love of a dog (laughs) 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 we had so i'm cruising with steak that jerry's on every week and and suzanne and grimsteak and james and all those wonderful wonderful group they always have their hate mail section and we apparently have recently gotten a couple bits of hate mail. Of course, it's in the form of reviews. So we've only gotten two bad reviews. Two, but I like to advertise them, so it, I feel like we're it's, better for it. It's more like a public shaming. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I know, right? So this man. Oh, okay. So let's just start out here. This is the obelisk. The obelisk is not Nox Mente. The obelisk is not surrounded or centered around dreams. However, they may enter into the conversation. Nor Jerry or I are doctors or medical professionals. So take everything we say as you do with toilet paper and, and flush it down once you look and see what happened. So with that said, we got this crazy hate mail or review actually that was this guy was going off the handle and i posted it so people have already seen it responded that was just a comment on facebook that wasn't even a review okay i'm not on facebook so i had to see it via jerry i'm not on facebook either it's unbelievable it was just hot triggered hot triggered and i I'm assuming it was towards me because I'm the one. Jerry doesn't have dogs. I do. However, we have had guests that have had dogs that yap. And then there are dogs outside sometimes. We get some ambient barking. And so uh, I just couldn't. <laughs> couldn't. We, need some, we need some pussy meowing the, the, on the kitty camp. Oh, yeah. There we go, daddy. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so this was crazy. I mean, absolutely just if we were on the street in these current times, this person would be spitting on us and we'd have to have a mask to protect ourselves from that vitriol. And so, so it was even though I'm anti-mask. Yeah, right. But in this case, I mean, he was he was so livid and triggered by the dogs that he ad hominems the whole thing and so i just thought looking at all the feedback from people and assessing it i usually come from well how can i make it better and i would want to uh, find a way to address that situation i'm always trying to up our game in some way and the animals here live with me I do not have a sound studio, so things happen. And I think it, I'm intuiting that it was the time I had the two little poodles on my lap and somebody came to the door and they just went off. I had no control over that. 
and I do have control over them, but I'm not going to scald them on air and do the whole thing. You know, I've got a little hand signal. All my animals know commands, including nonverbal commands. So you don't even need to hear me yelling. But that said, and beyond that, I'm an animal lover. And so it didn't bother me really. And I believe if it's the episode I, I'm thinking it was, it didn't bother our guests. Apparently it triggered this person and perhaps others. But I prefer animals to people. And this illustrated that to the point exactly why I prefer animals to people. No, my dogs are not going to shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. <gasps> Did I say that, Jerry? Just... I've lost my luster. <laughs> You're lusty. I'm like, uh-oh, we're going to have a new hater. Is Do we have a thumbs down already? We have a thumbs down almost immediately every time, too. Do we have one already? Do we? Uh, I'm not even signing to Google. No, so no, 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 no thumbs down. Oh, I'm down. surprised. Usually it's right at the beginning. Someone just sees we go live and they thumbs down us. So I'm sure it could have been a victim of Igor's long ago. That knows <laughs> <doing> this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's it's Igor's past coming back. It's a skeleton. So I thought it was funny, and there was some great commentary in the feedback. Some very thoughtful commentary, and then some wonderful. I can't recall who it was who posted a picture of his dog Vinny, who looked fantastic. I love the name Vinny, but it was like a "Don't fuck with me" breed, and uh, it was it was all in good fun, and I. I sincerely do hope that that person <clears throat> finds a way a to process. <laughs> yeah, finds a way to process that kind of energy because there's definitely another way to convey a message. Yeah, dude, masturbate or something. Yeah, that was just nasty. It was complete nastiness from the get-go to the end, as everyone saw. And so I, I didn't even find it necessary to. There, it didn't do anything for my compassionate bone. And everyone who knows me knows I'm a compassionate person. However, so that was funny, Jerry. I did find that funny. So, and the other, the other, we actually did get a review from someone in Boston. And I put a link to that in the chat. Um, Read it. Uh, do I have to? Oh, wait, is this the other bad review? Someone from Kelly. Yeah. She said, I came for the interview with Rachel Pollack, excellent, in parentheses, and thought this was going to be a great podcast about dreams. The very next episode I listened to with David Whitehead devolved into a long ramble of various conspiracy theories around government plots, <gasps> vaccines, oh and COVID-19. <gasps> and I did not have the stomach to listen all the way through. He gets. <laughs> There were undertones of, or at a minimum, complete cluelessness around their language and their own white supremacy and their mischaracterization around the BLM movement. <laughs> One of the hosts incorrectly represents the principles of traditional Chinese medicine to justify her opinion about the evils of vaccination. Oh my goodness. Yikes. Not what I was expecting after an a thoughtful and engaging discussion with Rachel Pollack. I give it five stars for that interview, but one for that episode I just listened to. I might go back and listen to earlier episodes if the interviews are actually about dreams. Otherwise, I guess this is not the podcast for me. 
Sayonara. And this yeah. is why now we have that new little disclaimer that I keep putting forward. Nox Mentes about dreams. The David Whitehead was an obelisk. There is a reason why the logo, the name, everything is different. And the white supremacy part is my favorite, Jer. Yeah, mine too. It's like, <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't call us racists and homophobes. Well, and you know. She stopped short of that. Oh, wait, we're assuming she's a she. Yeah, true. Right. We're making an assumption here. <laughs> that person. Yeah, the whole the whole idea. This this is this pisses me off with this this notion that if you're against if you don't see eye to eye with BLM, you're a racist or a white supremacist. Right. And it's just not true. It's not true. But she knows nothing about our heritage to talk about white supremacy nothing i know i'm and middle it's eastern funny. exactly oh my goodness you've got ashkenashi or whatever that's what right i'm it? part jew yes you're part jew you're part middle you got middle eastern in you, you got italian my that's god right. Madego. that's right and so and i've got a brown indian mother i mean what do we have to do just start putting our credentials up at some point it's probably going to be like that here is your your genetic information and so it's it's utter bullshit and it's more it illustrates where we are and how how we find ourselves in these waters that are utterly crazy and speaking of white kenosha Wisconsin. Kenosha is Over. on fire. So when I was growing up, Kenosha, all of Wisconsin was basically crack. It's German. And I mean, it's so it was so white and it, it, you know, over the years, it's not like it was. And so I was I've been really surprised to see how crazy that was. But I was during this whole time listening to my Midwestern friends go, well, all this craziness on the coast, right? Out here on the West Coast, out there on the East Coast. And here it is. It's in middle America. Yeah. It's, it's not even Milwaukee either, which is weird. No, it's Kenosha. <laughs> and not, not to get all... Um, I don't really want to get into this because we'll draw fire. No, we but... don't have to get political. No, no, no. But I don't I'm want trying to, get to find the. I want to bring up some points, though. I mean, <clears throat> after the George Floyd incident, right? The the Ellison guy, the the DA or the DA, I think it was the DA of Minneapolis. You know, charged him with second degree murder and all this shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And then after the body cam footage came out and the toxicology comes out, it looks like the dude was dying anyway. It was he was ODing on fentanyl? And, oh, of course. Yeah, right. So, and the media picks up on that and they they drive it forward, and that's what really sparked the riots. The same thing kind of happened in Kenosha. All the, all the people saw was that guy getting shot by the cops, which is horrible. I mean, I'm not saying it was great. Right, it's terrible, but no context. No context, right. And what actually happened, they released the report just earlier today that he was a wanted felon and <laughs> he was invading someone's home. Mm -hmm. They tased him. They tried to arrest him. They tased him. He walked away from that and walked to his car. He said, I got a knife. And he started walking to his car. And that's when they shot him. He was going yeah. in for his weapon. Yeah. So, I mean, but again... The, the 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 governor came out the day of and said, you know, this is unjustified shooting, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of that that 
will ruin the ability for them to get a fair trial if they even go to trial now. Yeah. Because that pre that preconception's been set. It's just people just need to hold off until they know all the details before. That's you know, one of the lessons here, right, Jer, with all of this. Yep. Is everything is just it's like jump start uh to from zero to 120 with no context and then we just have craziness which of course brings in all the woo right <laughs> yeah yeah and there's tons agendas. of shit in the sky right now oh my god jerry so i've been watching i go out every night and look at when it's clear and it's and we're in the clear season out here however it's not always clear i have been seeing crazy stuff in the sky is like I've never seen before and like one night in particular was just wild and I talked about that already on conspiracy cocktail but this I mean just in general I'm seeing unusual stuff and also Jerry what I don't recall in this I may be wrong here this could be a time slip or whatever and I could have just not I could have missed this in my observational skills when did Airplanes start having green, uh, green lights. They usually have the red and the white. I think they've been alternating. I've seen planes with green lights. It's new to me, and I, you know, I kind of live close. The planes fly over here to go to the PDX. They actually, like, I'm kind of in the pathway a little bit, and so I, I have only just discovered. I'm really noticing it now. Let me put it that way. So there's less contrailing. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <clears throat> but the skies are crazy. I saw a lot of, uh, like, I don't know, meteors or falling stars last night, but nothing, not, no, no strangeness, like high strangeness. Meteors but aren't recently, real. Come on. Whatever they are, streaks <laughs> in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Streaks in the sky. Yeah, those shooting stars. I get it. They're like sky skid marks. So. <laughs> <laughs> sky streaks yeah i also wanted to uh wish our texas and louisiana friends well in their hurricane yes yes chicanery that's going on yes absolutely craig williams all those people out i there. can't wait for the uh the nut jobs to come out of the woodwork going oh it's harp harp was steering that hurricane well you know for me jerry that's on the table not necessarily that it's hard, but that it's engineered. I don't think it's engineered. We've been they've been well, tracking it for weeks. I I'm not throwing that off the table. I'm not getting in the game. I don't have yeah, not, I don't I'm not I don't throwing know. any money on it, but I'm just still looking at how crazy it is and it seems unusual. What's crazy? It's gonna be hundred and forty five mile an hour winds. The news reports came out today and said that the storm surge would be quote unquote unsurvivable i saw that that's <laughs> unbelievable it's lots of uns here tonight un 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 now we need an um we need felix unger <laughs> yeah right that's what we need <laughs> pass the ducci baby so what oh jesus that thought just left me it's so like a like a bad experience well, we were talking about lights in the sky and i was going to kind of roll that into is the uh, increased stress of unconsciousness from all the COVID bullshit <laughs> and the riots and everything. Is that going to start driving the woo up more or the weather? Well, I mean, could the woo be up more than it is already? Of course. I suppose it can always go further, but everything is, everything is 
so unusual across the globe that I don't know. This is part of the silver lining for me is that people are starting. Well, I don't know. You have the interaction tonight with your papa. So, well, he's just a. He might be listening. So, hi, Dad. <laughs> hi, Papa. Uh, so, but I'm just saying with the absurd stuff that's going on. And if you if you're normalizing the fact that this stuff's absurd, then it's that, that's absurd. It's a sad <laughs> thing because this is not normal, and none of this should be actually normalized. Now, fear and all that, I, or raising hormonal content and all that, yeah. But normalizing the fact that all this is just high fuckery, no matter which direction we're looking at, that we shouldn't. We should continue to realize that these are unprecedented times with very intense, crazy things going on wherever you land on the spectrum of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone to think that, oh, this happens, you know, this was the 60s. This is we've surpassed the 60s this craziness it's different it's different there were there weren't as many demon possessions in the 60s <laughs> well that's debatable i mean yeah. what is it it's uh captain mark richards everyone's favorite oh god said there was the spiders right that came in and the and raptors were, well the raptors saved us but the spiders came in and created that whole situation that went down in, in vietnam. vietnam yeah However, there is something interesting with that narrative. I cannot recall. There was a series. Oh, man, I can't recall what series that really kind of actually unlaid that. You know what I'm talking about? On TV? No. But I do recall, uh, remember James Alfred? Did an investigation into that guy, Hattie Bob? I don't know. So he, he found some... Some papers got published on the internet by a researcher named Hattie Bob, who was, a, if I remember correctly, petroleum engineer in Russia, but stumbled upon some information that led him to find out that this race of spider beings had been living on the moon and was making uh, what they called shirts, which were bodies that they could transfer the consciousness of the elites into. Hmm. And they had all different generations. It's a long, sordid tale. But these spiders, basically. Really? Yeah, these spiders ruled over humans and always have. Well, this is what's interesting. Part of my, I had this dream last night. I woke up at three in the morning again. Once again, it's my normal time to wake up these days. But yesterday or this morning, I woke up with a lot in a state of basically paranoia and fear and i'm not like that at all that does that's not my norm and it hasn't been my norm well it's never been a norm for me but i I have certainly enjoyed uh the depth of paranoia and fear as a young person tracing and tracking the strange so this is unusual and part of what led into why I was so in fear was there was a spider narrative, Jer. I was absolutely seeing this veil over us being a a woven Maya or uh, hallucinogen 
by spider beings and somehow whatever toxins they have, we're creating this whole narrative of uh, a psychedelic world, non-world to while we're slowly being processed. And then that led into all kinds of other crazy dreams that were just dreams uh, that woke me up in a, in a cold sweat. And so I find that interesting that we're, you bring in the spider thing today. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> well, that's a sink bell too. One of the, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was, uh, one of my guilty pleasures is listening to this Peter, the insider guy. Yes. It used to be listening to quantum shift with can't done, but, uh, that just got too crazy. Um, one of the things Peter was saying, if you listen to the show, is that, I forget when exactly, sometime at the beginning of the year, around the beginning of the year, that the quote-unquote matrix, um, I don't know how to explain it, like the plot, the narrative that was driving the matrix forward, mm -hmm. ended. Like the narrative ended. Does he have a timeline on that? Because a lot of us agree that there was a kind of a, like things kind of stopped being real in the nineties. Oh no. It was like in the last year. Okay. So if you can imagine we live in this holodeck, which is driven by a storyline, a plot, a narrative, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> that, that runs it. But he says that that ended and the, the narrative going forward from that point is being generated by us, by, you know, by our consciousness. And as a collective. As a collective, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of grit to that. I, I know. I mean, he said this months ago, and just by watching the crazy that's gone on since then. It's just, right. It's feeding itself. Everyone's And everyone's feeding into it. Yeah. Totally. So, I mean, no wonder it's it's actually growing. It's crazy. Well, it's it's well fed, and it's also it kind of plays into the new gods too, right? American gods, or just the well, new gods? just the new gods. So media as one of the new gods that Guyman mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. put forth. Uh, that whole idea, the whole the whole shebang there, and it, it's interesting to watch. I've been so busy lately that I haven't had enough woo time to catch up on yeah, on some of this stuff which i love you know this let alone shows that may be popping up i might be interested in i'm so thrilled to finally be watching the last season the last westworld season of westworld that aired i don't know if it finishes there or what but it, it i did that last night too i wonder if that tied into my fear i got in two shows in two episodes oh, it's nothing, totally different nothing happens in the first two episodes yeah well it's just setting it up but it's it's amazing I, it comes on uh it's interesting how you know, how they're unfolding it so i don't know beyond what i watched but you you know how much i love the first two seasons and how relevant i think they are yeah i found the season three to be pretty interesting Although it was disappointing when that, you know, the way they wrapped, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, 
It's an interesting plot. It's poorly written. Ooh wee. That's a dramatic statement, Jer. Well, most TV shows are poorly written. Yeah. Well, they come and go. I mean, a lot of them are really just relying on on boom booms and and sex appeal, sadly. And like tits. Well, that you know, I love how language just gets all twisted around. So boom right, boom boom. So nineteen fifties. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the titties. And uh yeah, but the boom boom I'm thinking of is the blow up experience, you know, the sensational the car crashes and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, the action movies. <laughs> Which goes along with the other, so I'm trying to find I you reminded me of something that happened this week that was weird. Well, there's a, there's there's tons of weird. There's so much oh, animal stuff just continues to get strange. I saw a bear in my subdivision this week. Are you serious? Yeah, didn't I tell you that? No, I probably I haven't no. talked to you. Um, yeah, I saw a black bear across the street in front of me. Oh my god! Two days ago, yesterday. I don't know. I tweeted about it. And the whole time you've lived there, that's got to be the first time, correct? I've never seen a bear roaming in the wild in my life. Well, I've been, enc- I mean, I've been around bears, black bears. <laughs> yeah, um, other kind of bear, white bears too, I'm sure. Oh my God, I know. Can you say black bear? But I, I mean, to have them, that's just unusual. That's strange. And I know where you live, you know, I know the area. Yeah. I'm, I'm, su- I'm re- surprised. Deer, no, I'm not surprised by that. The occasional. Oh, I see deer all the time. Yeah, and coyotes and stuff like that. But bear? Holy crap. I looked at it, I'm like, that's the weirdest dog I've ever seen. Wait a minute. It's not a dog. So it was a youngin. No, it was pretty pretty big. I wouldn't, I wasn't going to get out of the car. No, oh no. Mm -mm. It's just still strange. I'm kind of shocked by it. Well, that's what I'm saying. The animal behavior right now is off the charts everywhere. And to not be discounted because they're our barometer, you know, they Mm -hmm. tell us they're more in touch with these energetic waves that we are not able to necessarily process. And so they can help us see the world around us. Did you find what you're looking for? No, I didn't. I'll think of it. Um, One, one of the, someone brought this up to me. I don't remember who, but, um, that the national parks, the parks are closed around here. So, oh really? I heard Atlanta's a mess. I don't. I, I haven't been in Atlanta in five years, but um, the uh, the parks are closed. So the bear, you know, and there's a big bear population like up in Blue Ridge around that area. Uh, these these animals aren't seeing the amount of garbage in the parks from the tourists is down, right? And if these <laughs> things feed off garbage or, you know, people handing them food or leaving food out for them. That's not happening. So, yeah, of course, they're going to come out looking for them. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is interesting. This was one of the things I noticed. I don't live in Portland, you know this, but the drama, I see the drama on TV or in videos and all that, you know, and it sounds like Portland's on fire, right? It looks like Portland is just 
on fire. It pretty much and does. <laughs> for 90 but days the thing or whatever, is, yeah. The thing for people to remember is it's localized in a very small region downtown. Right, with a small number of people, agitators. Yeah, it looks so big on screen and everything. And so that's one of the things where I keep trying to remind people that perspective is a big deal here with the way this stuff is being presented to the outer world and blown up now granted they are these people in portland especially in the last many years there's a lot of activity here really since the uh what was the wall street sit-in jerry what one was that occupy wall street occupy wall street really that sparked like this big wave uh and so in portland is certainly housed all that in in a way that allows for that kind of expression and so it's not it's not unheard of here by any means but it's it's just not like you can't i haven't encountered it that's what i want to say and i've been in portland a few times so it's only at night (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's only at night, but it's also localized in the small area right, downtown. Right, right. And, and and people who aren't familiar with Portland, there's a lot of downtown is an interesting place. My school was down there in what's called the Pearl District, which had a lot of the homeless people. Uh, they're you know they're trying to gentrify it and all this, but it was still the area where all the homeless people are and they're the food banks and the shelters and all that. So it's always a little sketchy. It wasn't like a glamorous downtown in any way until, you know, they're working, they were working on, on bringing that back. So it had a nice edgy feel to it for people that like the edgy feel and I kind of dug it. So I'm not surprised that that's where all this is focusing. So when I look at, for example, other places, I, that's my lens now. How big is this really? How big is this really? Right. And how big, how much is it being amplified mm-hmm. on social media and by the news? And just as an aside, or not an aside, but just to back that up, Kenosha, look at Kenosha. Uh, Kenosha's population is around 100,000 people versus yeah. Portland, which is about 650. Kenosha's little. I yeah, mean, it's, it's small. It's I, I, I've driven through Kenosha so many times. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a tiny place. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, Steve brought up a good, uh, Grimstake brought up a good point. A lot of people are bringing up this good point. One of the functions in society is to have the Coliseum, right? With the sports and concerts. And the bread and circuses. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And so youngins, especially young hormonal people, get to blow off steam. Mm -hmm. And so that's all been taken away. And then there is, whether you're into the idea of this being a pushed agenda by certain factors and factions, funded by certain factors and factions, which I am totally one of those people, it's still these the people don't have that outlet and so it's almost like a predictable yeah, thing you've got absolutely. all this energy where is it going to go yeah we were talking about this eight months ago the riots are going to start in the summer and when it gets hot and the people are crazy from being locked up 
Right. And, and Madfinger brought up a great point that that needs to be discussed. Doesn't need to be discussed. I love but just, some Madfinger. Did he bring it up tonight? Just now. That okay, cool. a lot of the agitator types in Kenosha and Portland are from out of town or from out of yeah, state. They're shipped in. The yeah, Soros, all exactly. that Soros stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I am on that board. Well, Madfinger and I have a thing. We have a thing. <laughs> Plandemonium. Oh. He said it was plandemonium. <laughs> I love that. Nobody knows, but Madfinger and I are actually married in real life, but we keep it on the down low. Uh oh, I just outed us. <laughs> I'm totally jelly. Totes jelly. <laughs> oh, you want Madfinger too? In public? All of you. you I want threesome. <laughs> oh, Jerry. Ooh, you're a switch hitter now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There he is. Jerry, I'm, I'm here. Sorry, I'm so late. I, uh, dude, my background. No, no, no. I, I already don't like this. Okay, so so the thing is, I was just on another show that has two co-hosts, and both co-hosts were messaging me. So I got your show confused with them because they changed time. So I actually had two shows at the same time. So I did 45 minutes, and I cut off it, but I thought it was the same show. And so... I'm a freaking idiot, dude. I apologize. No, I it's like cool. What? What? So, just FYI, since we didn't get to do pre-show, this is audio only, so we don't care about oh, your cool. green screen. Cool. Okay. Cool. And uh, and we're just chit-chatting. Well, it's a yeah. novelist, so yeah, it just, just goes where it goes. Well, I but, love it, guys. I got I got a lot to say about a lot of bullcrap, but uh, um, uh, I really appreciate it. I didn't. What I'm saying is, I really apologize. I didn't want to be disrespectful. I honestly thought I was on the show, and then when I got your email, I'm like, oh shit, these are two different freaking shows. So, <laughs> what was the other show? The other show is called, and they sent me a Zoom. It's called Idiocalypse, and I, I just didn't know the name. I didn't. Look oh, I love the name. Yeah, and so I didn't realize. And you had sent email. I was both going through emails, and Idiocalypse. I've been talking to uh, the. There's two co-hosts. I've been talking to one on Instagram and one on email. So that's why I thought that's why I thought it was the same show. So I'm a what's freaking... what's Instagram? Oh, Come Jerry. On, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't seen our show. You don't know all my all the in jokes yet. To... Jerry, no, yeah, well, in the dry the, ones. We're, we're on it now. I'm about to freaking learn. Dude. We're about so, to... Um, Alex, by the way, this is everyone. Welcome Alex Stein. He's the host of uh, Conspiracy Castle YouTube channel and has uh, live streams occasionally. I found you for the first time on Globebusters, to be honest. Yeah, I've never I heard love... of your channel. Well, 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 I want to say, Jerry, so are you a flat earther? Are we going to get it right? I am not a flat earth? earther. I'm a holodeck well, earther. Okay, okay, so you believe in hollow... I don't know the shape of the earth. I don't want to come on here. Yeah, like yeah, I, know I don't think earth. it has I... a shape. <laughs> well, well, but what I'm saying is what I do know is the earth is not moving 1,100 miles around the equator. I, I know I, that for a fact. I know we're not orbiting 666,000 miles an hour. I just didn't, could never believe that. Do you believe we're a hollow thing orbiting the sun? No. Yeah. No. But well, you listen to Globusters. I'm saying, Jerry, you got to be a nut because I'm a nut. I love Globusters. You don't <laughs> accidentally go to Globusters, Jerry. You don't I, accidentally click that. I've been listening to Globusters for three years. But we are nuts. No, no yeah. doubt about it. Well, and I call you Nish. Is, is that you're right? Is that I saying that right? Yeah, that's fine. Nish, well, Nish. It, it niche, all works. Nish, I'll call you whatever you want. I just wanted to pronounce it correct. No, no. So, Nish, do you watch Globusters? Are you a nut like Jerry and I? Well, this is this is how Jerry and I came together. Is yeah, we, I mean, it's it, it, come together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am out there, and everything's on the table for me. So, yeah, yeah, we're not. We I think we're both shape agnostic. We don't know what I shape like that. 
Shape agnostic. I like that. But before we get into arguing about the shape, we're not arguing because I know it's friendly. But 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 this is this is what pisses me off the most about the globe model or whatever is when you look at all the satanic symbolism. They tell you we're orbiting the sun six sixty six thousand six hundred miles an hour. They tell you the Earth is at a twenty three point four degree, which is six point six six. Yes, and then and then I'm just saying, why do we get all these occultic numbers? And then when you look into that, forget the Earth, forget that. But you look at Freemasonry and you look at these Illuminati, Lucifer devils they can't speak in english so they have to speak in codes to each other so when you start seeing these symbols jerry are you into the symbology and the gematria of these luciferian devils or are you not into that it's gematria by the way but uh, gematria sorry uh, <laughs> not to correct you but, you say tomato so i hear what you're saying and i think it's a narrative you know what what you're repeating is just a narrative it's an overlay a story that goes along with what's happening. To me, the gematria, the numbers, numerology, all of that represents a certain type of energy. For instance, look at, and this is my opinion, look at how many 33s are in the news lately. Have, uh, you, have you noticed yeah, that, right? I think that that number represents a certain type of energy which manifests as certain things which we pick up as bad. Yeah, but what about the the from the Bible the thirty you know thirty of the angels cast out of heaven? I'm not some Bible banger. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying you don't think yeah. you don't think you don't think that's where they get it from. No, I, I think, agree. Hey, I'm not hating. I, I love your opinion. I'm not saying that's no, where I, I, I love your opinion too. I you know, I I don't know where it comes from, but in all my years of observation of this, it looks to me like these numbers represent a frequency of energy, type of energy, of you know, a good bad, if you want to call it good or bad type of energy that just causes things to happen in a certain way. Well, what do you think about 9-11? You know, that not, not that not what happened, but that number, because, you know, why did they make that the emergency service number in every other country? It's like zero, zero, one. You know, why did we make it? We have the weirdest uh, emergency service number, 9-11. What is the energy behind that? Well, 9-11 in numerology, you've got 9 and 11, two things. You've got <clears throat> the completion and new beginning, right? Which... 10, if you look at like the tree of life in Kabbalah, right? You've got nine, which is the completion of from one to nine. And then there's 11, which is a new beginning. 10, however, is death. So nine, 11. That's the end of life. Wait, wait, I'm saying so 10, 10 in that, in that uh, is considered like death. death I mean, the I end, know. the end, you know, whatever. It's the, it's the abyss. It's nothing. So what is 11, the next level, like heaven, the afterlife? It's, it's a new beginning. Okay, so you're like it's like going back to one in a way. Correct. So by represent nine eleven to me represents skipping death. It's like uh, cheating, getting around it. I, I believe so. I mean, I think nine eleven was the biggest occultic uh, symbol, uh, biggest occultic ritual there ever was. When they turned two towers that had irreparable asbestos into one, I just don't believe that was an accident. Personally. No. It, oh yeah, it was, it was a giant. Accident. It was a multi-dimensional yeah. occultic ritual. This was deep. But it wasn't oh. done by, you know, satanic people or pedophiles or whatever. It was, it was done by whoever benefited the most, really. Well, Larry Silverstein, who got $4.7 billion. There you go. Wait, wait, so Jerry, no, I already like you, Jerry. I like you. But so, so you don't believe in like the Luciferian uh, uh, depiction in the media that everything's run by the devil. You don't believe that to be true? No, like, no. I mean, I have what no you, problem with Luciferians. 
Yeah, but Lucifer, well, what do you think when they see Hillary's email and it says they're going to sacrifice a chicken to Moloch? What do you think? That's just a cute I thing. think they're a bunch of sick fuckers. Well, what do you but think, they, Alex? Well, yeah, what do you think? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay, this is what I'm going to say. Hillary Clinton has emails talking about Moloch. They mentioned Baphomet. There's all these weird things. So whether you and I believe it's real, I believe they do think it's real. And I do think that they have some sort of transhumanism. Um, they have a transhumanism mindset. They don't ever want to die. So they feel like that. If they, I honestly believe that if they get in cahoots with the devil, that that will give them some sort of eternal afterlife or that will, that will, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say this when I start saying it, I sound crazy, but I firmly believe that the devil is in the details and that the devil is real, Jerry. I do believe the devil okay. is real. Well, I believe that there's probably a, an egregore or an energy being that represents the devil because so many people have put energy right, into it. It's being fed and see you're feeding it right now. By the way, are you dipping? Oh, yeah, I have a dipping. We'll right where's my, dipping in a long where's time. my weed? Yeah. Are no, you I, in the Midwest? I'm in Texas. I'm in Dallas. Yeah, because I'm not on camera. I'm dipping. It's my freaking uh, thing. It's disgusting. You want to see it? Here? No, we don't want so to see long. it. It's all good. Alex, is it Skull? It, Copenhagen. Texas. Oh, Copenhagen. That's yeah. so old school. That's hilarious. Howdy. Yeah, welcome to Texas, y'all. How y'all doing? Y'all doing good? Where are you, Jerry? Where are you, Nice? Where are I'm you in Atlanta. Y'all do it better. I'm in Washington State. Was that you calling me? No, that was somebody calling me from a 770. That's not Atlanta. Atlanta's, it's uh, Atlanta. Oh, that is? Okay. Did you call Wait. me earlier? I don't have your number. Oh, okay. Oh, there's oh, a, weird, a weird news I would right call there. you, though. It's probably Collector. Probably. Why do I get so many debt collectors from Atlanta? My number used to be for an office, so I get all these random. My number used to be a business that never paid the phone bill when they went out of business, so I get all these stupid debt collector calls all the freaking time. So I want to know what happened to your uh, "Does this mask make me look fat?" video, which I fucking loved, by the oh way. Oh my god, that one deleted, is... De oh. deleted like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have, a, I have a link to my YouTube. I'll send, I'll email to you right now. But dude, I got an email the, uh, yesterday morning, I think, or maybe it was two days ago saying that it, it violated their sexual things but i don't understand how wearing their a ball gag thing oh lord for sexual content and i and i wore it on my mask walking to a store the censorship's unbelievable it's because you're making it look sexy and somebody wanted you yeah i wish i wish i was the case it's just not, you know but you know you know what i did like about it is all the um like social justice warriors all the left virtue signalers that got mad at it this is what i like this is the best thing they'd be like They'd be hating on it. They'd be like, what a stupid idiot. You know, you, but you look hot. Like, I, I'm not saying that I'm hot, but they'd be like, like, oh, you know, you're such a dumbass, but I wouldn't mind if you wear that ball gag into my store. And I'd be like, what the fuck? I thought you hated me. And then there's, a, there's multiple comments like, you can wear it, you know, oh, you're allowed to just really sexual innuendos why they were making fun of me, which is kind of weird. Of I'd course. Really I had now. a totally confusing boner watching that, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I like the idea of, of mixing this whole fetish thing up too. You with dip and I, the ball. I just want to, for people who, who have no idea what we're talking about right now, Alex put out a video last week where he had a, a ball gag in his mouth. And the, the video title was called, Does This Mag Mask Make Me Look Fat? And he went into a 7 Eleven with this ball gag as his mask which was hilarious. And you had done a prior video where you had like a, a, like a, a Lone Ranger cool. mask uh, on. Yeah, Lone Ranger. That was and that one went I viral, love that Jared. one. Yeah, yeah. That, that one, niche. that one went viral on Facebook. And one thing, it has 3 million views. Another one has like 1.5 million. But of course, I only got, you know, I got a lot of thousands of views, but I didn't get millions of views. These other people got them. 
Uh, but but guys, isn't that sad that we're at this, this state of entertainment where this is so funny because we are so starved for any sort of real interaction that a dumbass like me wearing a stupid mask to a store <laughs> is a rallying cry because y'all aren't the only ones. People love it. People send me messages. Now I don't want to wear a mask. Like It just sucks that, that I am the Paul Revere. I'm the one, you know, I'm not Paul Revere. I'm just saying, why, why is this? Why is it so eye-opening one person wearing a stupid mask into a store? Uh, well, such a big Alex, it's... It's the way in which you do it with that smile and the process you're doing it. There's something, so it's non, it's not, it's not aggressive. Right. It's non-threatening and your smile and your, if people could see you, you know, there's just something um, fr really friendly about you and fun and you're attractive. And so the, it just makes it more accessible for people to laugh at and enjoy on that end, I think. Well well, Nish, we got to talk about this. You just pumped me up. So I, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm not new to truth. I'm not new to truth, but I'm really new to broadcasting, you know, my show and getting this going on. And I just announced it on Monday on Jaron's show. You guys obviously know who Jaron is. I'm running for some sort of political office. I don't know what it is. It might be comptroller. It might be the, but I'm going to be the first night. And my campaign is going to be 9-11 truth, moon landing truth. Uh, oh. You know, I'm probably going to not be able to talk about the flat earth, but and then I'm also going to talk about criminal justice reform because I don't believe black people that are charged with the same crime as a white person should do 70% more time. So that's my goal. And I want to be, and, and so, so my whole point about this is, is like, I want to try to uh, change the consciousness of the whole world. And I don't know any other way, just being in this truth uh, movement a little bit of time, I don't know any other way we can get everybody thinking consciously if we don't have somebody in power that is woke. The good kind There's of walk. The good kind of walk, not the bad kind. Well, of course, not that social justice virtue. But I'm saying, oh, and, and you don't have to be woke, but guys, Jerry Nish, it's so clear that 9-11 was an inside job. It's so freaking clear. And you don't have one politician uh, talking about it. They spent more money investigating Monica Lewinsky giving uh, uh, Bill Clinton a BJ in the Oval Office than they did on the 9-11 commission report. That's all you need to know. That shows you what they really wanted to know. Didn't Robert Mueller head up the 9-11 commission? Uh, I, I was it Mueller. Was he the FBI? It, it might have yeah. been him, but I know. Well, I know that it changed hands so many times because that the uh, commission, the 9-11 commission report, there was people on the board that left. So so I just know there was it was like a musical chairs because nobody wanted. But they thought the cards are going to fall and they didn't want to be the ones to take the blame with, you know, spaghetti on their face. I think <laughs> one of my domain names, we could put up a 9-11 site. And I have this domain name called uh, MaximumFuckery.com. We could just point it right at that 9-11 site. <laughs> yeah. But 9-11 to me, that, that woke me up. I remember when I watched Loose Change, and I probably watched it in 2015. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but, but see, like, Nisha, I had been kind of awake to it, but, but I watched it, and, man, I spent an hour, I mean, not an hour, thousands of hours almost, can phones work on the plane that high? You know, this and that, you know, all the minute details, yes. you know, I was like really in a rabbit hole, like almost, it almost consumed my life. And then I realized it's really me finding consuming myself with the truth of it i know it's fake what i need to consume myself with is getting the word out and telling people because my dad i, I woke him up to it but do you realize how hard it is to wake people up to this truth because you're shattering the current illusions they're living in well we're here we are in this situation where at, you know this time last year no one would have thought that any of this would have played out on a global scale and so if you're not looking and questioning now with the overlords and how all this stuff is going down and being run, I feel like there's no hope for you for people that are just allowing these narratives to, to wash the, over them and accept them. The mask wearing is a big thing. 
No. No, that's I believe. See, you don't believe in the devil. I believe that's an occultic uh, initiation into the new world order. It it is. I'm not going to argue that it is not that, but I don't. I. I'm more concerned about the number of people who just comply blindly. Blindly. And well, Jerry, you're about energy. You're about energy. It steals our energy when they cover our mouth like that. We, I, I'm. I'm that. All that stuff's totally true. I agree. But I'm more concerned about the number of people who just got jumped in line and said, okay, I'm wearing a mask, and then chastise everyone else who isn't wearing one. Well, that you know. was their plan. They they wanted they want to turn each other into police because when the new social credit system comes in and all this defund the police stuff, that's done on purpose in order they want to destabilize the police everywhere, defund it so then they can make us do a contact tracing app on our phone. Then they can use the Chinese facial recognition cameras. And what's going to happen in the future is we're not going to go to court. They're going to have your life so dialed in. They're going to be able to lock you down in your house because they'll make it where you can't travel. They'll make it where you can't drive in your car. So I believe that this mask is, is like you said, it's about the compliance. They want to see how quick and easy it is yep. to trick somebody into falling in line. And I, I just want this to say that's all that, in play right that now. That's what that. they want to happen, but I don't think it's going to go go over too well. See, I agree with you, Jerry. I think we're dealing with the retarded version of these people. You know, the, <laughs> yes. the, you know, George Bush is the retarded version of his grandfather, Prescott Bush, who was a social engineer. He's the right. autistic version. These guys aren't as smart no. uh, as their dads. And they, these people have been dumbed down just as much as the rest of the public. That's exactly. <laughs> Idiocracy was a documentary. Idiocracy is one of the best movies. You're so right. That is, well, because we're devolving. We're not evolving. We're literally like, uh, uh, we're in a situation now where we glamorize materialism. And that's the worst. That's probably one of the worst cancers in society is that people put their self-worth in inanimate objects, not their self-worth on, on love, not their self-worth on, on right. you know, the, the, their life it's literally like if i don't have this object so somebody that i don't even care about thinks to me a certain way then they they have negative interpersonal communication it's disgusting that and like and they really attack that with the african-american community they they've done that that's the biggest psyop to the black community is they got them to worship materialism the idea of material things if you don't have this material thing if you don't have the jordans then you're less than and that is like done so on purpose um, it's disgusting. It just scares me. I hate that. The rat race, the money system, they try to take away our lives. They want us to be in the debt race to buy shit that we don't need to impress people that don't care about us. People imprison themselves. So, I mean, look at all the, you've got to have this phone right, right. this year. Yeah. And, it, and none and of these I people are forced to with, buy Jordans. I mean, it's all it's not by just choice. The trick. Yeah, it's all over. I think it's the multi, it's everyone. And so, yes, I, you can see by demographic what's getting pushed where. However, I look around and I, I can spot it everywhere. So it's well, just I got, different demographics. I saw Jerry shake his head when I said um, <laughs> that. I, I, no, no, I saw this. This is, this is what I'm saying. What about Freemasonry? Do you believe in Freemasonry? Do uh, I believe Jerry? in it? I believe it's well, I mean, a thing. I mean, no, that, but I'm saying you don't believe that they are, uh, uh, no. like, the idea. So you don't think the 33rd degree, you don't believe in the Illuminati or anything no, like that, Jerry? No. I, belief versus 33rd? understanding what it is are completely different things. I don't believe that there's some evil organization out there called the Illuminati that's fucking things up. What like is that. the Illuminati I, I just, to you, Alex? Yeah. What is well, it? I, this is what I believe. I believe that the Illuminati was started, the Bavarian Illuminati was started in 1776, the same year as the United States of America. Yes. And yeah. that, that I 
I believe this Adam Weishaupt guy, he created it. And our founding fathers, you can see Thomas Jefferson actually wrote a letter talking about how much he respected Adam Weishaupt. And it started off with a movement that what they called the perfectionist. That's hard to yes. say, the perfection. So, so these people wanted to perfect man. And, and basically it, it got where, you know, it went to the underground. And so when they re-brought it to the United States, they created the skull and bones at all these Ivy League schools. So I believe that there are 13 families that basically funded the 13 Ivy League schools. And through those 13 families, I believe that they purposely made secret societies to make sure that their rich kids wouldn't get usurped by other rich kids that just got rich on merit. They want to make sure and keep their kids in power. So I think it started off as a way to keep the most powerful people in power. And like, I know it sounds funny, Daddy. It sounds crazy. I mean, the Illuminati, as you say, it is, you know, this, this, this group that's running the world. This is why I believe it's real. Because there's a ver there's a black version of it called the Boulets. Have you ever heard about the Boulets? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So the Boulets can't be in the Illuminati because supposedly black people can't be in it. So so when I look at when I look at these black people like like Shaquille O'Neal and these guys that get Sha Shaquille O'Neal's a Freemason, just these random black people that that aren't even I don't even believe they know what they're a part of. Why do they have to get these big celeb black celebrities? Why did Jay-Z, why was he called Rockefeller Records when he didn't have any money, when he was supposed to be a drug dealer out of Brooklyn, yet he gets signed to Rockefeller Records? Like, I just don't believe that's an accident. And when you look at the Rockefeller family, I believe they're so powerful, they purposely built those towers to take them down. We can agree on that. So if they're planning on stuff like that, then why don't you think that they're planning other social engineering psyops on us? Oh, I didn't say that I didn't think they weren't planning. I don't, but I... I don't think there's an Illuminati group that meets every year, you know, other than Bilderberg. To, well, what do they do it? To plan what do they out doing? There, there are groups like there's uh, CFR, the CFR, the Trilateral Commission, the Council for National Policy. All these types of group do plan social engineering stuff. Rockefeller Institute is one of them. The whole lockstep thing from 2010. You know about that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and that we're going through it now. Right, exactly. All this uh, Tavistock, I mean, this But that's all social tied engineering. In. And the, the magic, I don't think there's much magic involved. There's consciousness manipulation, you know, through different public events and things. But I don't think it's like, you know, the devil doing it. It's well, what people. do you think about what? Okay, so for let's get off the devil for a second. You just said Tavistock. I love Tavistock. What do you think about. Uh, the Beatles, and do you believe that um, they were a manufactured Paul, band? Yeah, I mean, what, do you think Paul is fall? Do you think oh, that he's really Billy, <laughs> Billy Shears? What do you think about that? I, I I find it interesting. I defer to people who've done more research on it, like uh, Mike Williams. Have you you know you follow Mike Williams? Oh, of course, that's where I found, yeah, duh, okay. that's where I know everything from. Yeah. So Mike's done a lot of great research on that, and it's very compelling. But it's it again, compelling. it's one of these things that we will never know the answer on. That's true. You know what we will know the answer on? We do know that Elvis Presley married Priscilla Presley when she was 14 or got in a relationship with her. And then totally. Priscilla Presley supposedly lived with Elvis's they mom. Cousins? So she was yeah, well, I was it is that true? I didn't know if they were cousins. Yeah, I is think that, that came out as yeah. well. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that just shows you. I'm just saying, it, nobody even talks about the, the the king of rock and roll was a pedophile. Dude. And that's true. That's true. We disguise. know. And I yeah, love Elvis. I love his music. You guys, this is so funny. This idea, though, I remember being a Lolita as a teenager, and my first boyfriend was quite a bit, lot, a lot older. He was in his. How much older, Nice. We're gonna slow this down. You were Lolita. About how old were you? I was at that, I think when I first started, I had a fake ID and I lied about my age and I was like 15 or 16. 
and and you're then, dating what like a 20 year old 25 year old about how no he was i think 28 oh and wow. i wanted him and i was going to have him and i got him and i had him for eight years so well but you were that was consensual sure. and i went into it and i de i deceived him on my age first of all but i was just mad about him i was gonna have it and so i think we can't i think that for me everything's case by case when we, when i think pedophiles though i i tend to go down younger so like yeah. in the teens because our, our all of our hormones are going and it gets very gray area there especially when you look at cases like mine so but when we're I, certainly younger than 15 it's definitely and I'm not saying that people that 28 year olds should be having relationships with 15 year olds. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I initiated that. I wanted it and I got it. And so, uh, but definitely when I think pedophile, I'm definitely thinking of the younger kids for sure. Yeah, like prepubescent. I see what you mean. Yeah. I mean, at 16, I guess you could say, because in a lot of states, that's the actual age of consent. So, but you know, when it comes to pedophilia, you know, what actually really uh, strikes a chord with me is Michael Jackson. I don't believe Wade, I don't believe he molested Wade Robinson or James Safechuck. Did you guys ever see that Leaving Neverland, that documentary? I have not, but yeah, no, I, nor have I. I know the, the evidence against Michael Jackson was sketchy. It was all circumstantial. It was all substantial. And, and Wade Robinson, the main guy in the documentary, actually testified on Michael Jackson's behalf. That, that was the main character witness that got him off on one of his cases. And he had he was vetted by Michael Jackson's top attorneys in the world. Those attorneys would not put him on the stand without cross-examining him first. So there's no way you're going to be able to lie to the top state prosecutor in California. Their official story is that they were able to lie to everybody, the, the prosecutor, their whole family. And then as soon as he died, they felt guilt. And that's when they came uh, and came out with it. Such was cool. uh, Dershowitz involved in that? I'm sure. I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but I mean, well, Johnny Cochran, well, Johnny Cochran was Johnny Michael Cochran Jackson's attorney. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. That's, so that's what I'm saying. I'm sure Johnny Cochran used some sort of legal jujitsu with, with freaking, and we know that he is, Dershowitz is one of the biggest creeps in the world. He's oh, saying yeah. that, that America can give us forced vaccines and that he was on Epstein's right, plane. Right, right. I know he's a creepy fucker. Shady, <clears throat> so shady, shady there. Let's, let's cover some topics here in an organized manner, if you don't mind. <laughs> not to be a dick no i no, i want to i like i said i heard of, i saw i heard of you first i heard you on globusters about a couple months ago or a month ago and uh I'm like oh this guy's awesome and i found your channel i've been watching some of your stuff what uh what drew you to flat earth and how'd you get in with jaron well, I hate the flat earth, even though I'm a flat earther, even though I just hate it because I wear it like a scarlet letter because it's it's, hard, it's easier to talk about satanic ritual abuse with somebody than it is to talk about the shape of the earth. So that's where it's sick. And the fact is, all these people want to tell you they know exactly you know what they're on. And you ask them, well, then how big is the earth around the equator? Nobody's ever going to tell you 25,000 miles, not unless they've looked into it for themselves. So for me, when I came into the shape of the earth, it was a process of not wanting to believe it, dude. I, there, was a, there was a full year where I listened to Globusters. I listened to it, and I'm like, no way. It's impossible. There's no way that the lie could go on that big. And so I almost denied it to myself, even though I knew it. And finally, it was just, it got to the point where 
the lies are so big. I just couldn't even hold on to any of it anymore. I mean, I just, and, and I see you're kind of smiling, but I just think the globe model is absurd. It's absurd when you look into it, that we're on a spinning ball and that our gravity holds us in orbit with the sun. And yet the, the, our gravity holds the moon in, but the sun's gravity isn't able to affect the moon. It just, the, 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 the idea of gravity just blows my mind. <laughs> Why isn't the, the sun's gravity affect the tides? Exactly. Well, well, I believe the sun and moon both affect the tides because I believe that they're clocks in the sky. It's like well, one of the biggest eye-opening things is when I learned that the moon is is, is exactly 1328 day cycles. And so I don't still think that could be an accident. I don't believe that our seven-day week and that it can be broken down into four weeks. And the Gregorian calendar was made up. They, they t- you know, they totally yes. made up the calendar. So man screwed up the calendar. The real calendar we should be using is in the sky. And the I sky think the world clock, would be better. Right? Yeah, if we had 13 months, it'd be better. I think the world would be a lot better. That's <clears throat> actually was proposed years and years ago by um, the uh, Unifon calendar. I forget. Whatever group was behind Esperanto, do you remember that? You're probably too young. Not, yeah, I don't really remember there was, there was a group who was pushing this universal language called Esperanto. It was a mishmash of English and Spanish and crap. Never so caught Spanglish. on. Spanglish. Spanglish, pretty much. Um they were pushing a calendar called the Unifon calendar, which was a 13-month, 28-day calendar. Every day of every year would be the same. So, like, January 1st would always be on, like, a Monday. I don't remember what day. Then there were there was one or two days in the calendar that were no days. They didn't, they didn't have, count. They didn't have dates. So that would never work. Nobody could do that. No, that, people that, would we'll, just trip out on that. Like, what is, well, we kind of do it now with a leap year, kind of. I mean, we kind of we add a day. Right, but it's not a day that exists. These would be actually days in the calendar that are not... That we don't count. That don't have a date that don't count. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I like the idea. It's uniform, but I think it would get monotonous over time. But anyway, no, no, that never took off. But yeah, that is that is true, though. It's our year. The, the, whole, the whole thing is messed up, though, with the time and the orbits and the cycle length and how, come, how we have leap seconds and shit like that. Yeah, and the sun is closer in the winter in the globe model than in the summer, dude. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on with them. I don't think <laughs> that they're, you know, distant bodies. I think they're just lights in the sky. And, you know, they they render up on the, the screen up there. <laughs> I agree. I, they render up. We can see them. I think they're like they're, they get magnified. We see it magnified, I believe. Well, yeah, the dome does that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. Dude, it sucks, dude. I'm not saying this complaining. I'm, I'm happy that I have some truth, but it sucks that when I first kind of learned the earth is flat, I would like go and tell people, or, or you know, hey, you ever heard flat earth? And they look at me like I'm a total imbecile. And it's like I said earlier, dude, I could tell you that Hillary Clinton drinks adrenochrome. People laugh about it. They're like, oh, that's crazy. But if I said, hey, you're not on a spinning ball, they're like, yes, I am. I learned in first grade. Yes, I am. It's the biggest, it's the biggest hardest thing to talk about. It's, it's very existentially threatening. To talk well, about what do you think happens after this, Jerry? What do you think? Um... Wait, wait, wait. But there's also been, been programming for years and years and years, decades, about crazy religious nuts used to believe the earth was flat. Right. And nobody wants to be labeled a crazy religious nut unless they are. So that's one thing that turns people off to it right away sorry go ahead and know what you're saying no 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 no. I, you're right on point they, they purposely do this i'm not a i consider myself to you know i believe in god now the flat earth brought me to god i was you know kind of doubted it a little even though i always had a little faith i wasn't ever sure 
but that's what they try to do. They try to make Christian Christianity lame. They try to make these religions suck so that that they, they literally chastise. If you're like an open Christian and again against abortion, you're a loser. They, a society will call you a loser for having some sort of um, character and having, you know, hope and faith. Like literally you get chastised for having faith. And I think that's uh, done on purpose. Right. It is because uh, religion is a threat to science. And science is a way to explain things that you can't explain yourself. You can't understand. You have to, you know, in order to be an astrophysicist to explain, quote, unquote, the universe, you have to go to, what, eight years of school and learn all this crappy math to be able to model that kind of nonsense. You know, yeah, and it's, it's all a bunch of bullcrap. It's all a bunch of bullshit, right. So it's... It's, it's the cult It's removing science. the... Yeah. It's the same reason why churches popped up to to separate people from their their higher selves, their God, if you will, whatever. Right? They 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 inserted priests into the middle. They inserted a middleman that you have to go through. They can control the information. They can control your access. Same thing with science. The scientists, you know, are this this wall between reality and what people are told is the truth and they've come to accept scientists as the authorities and shit, you know, everything has well, to, if a scientist doesn't say it, it didn't, it's not true. So right. well, why is there, why is there a <laughs> cancer vaccine, Jerry? They got all these vaccines. Why can't they create a cancer vaccine or diabetes vaccine? You know, I, I don't believe in vaccines. I'm just saying people think they have science. So figured out, why can't they cure cancer? <laughs> Uh, you know, this is a good question. I, I wondered this. They put they sunk all this money into the stupid COVID vaccine for something that kills, what, 99 or sorry, 99.9 percent .9 people survive this disease. Yet they're <laughs> they've sunk trillions into a vaccine. If they had sunk trillions into a cancer vaccine, which kills, what, like 10 percent of people, that would have been much better use of our money. And this is all. Our, see, science, this is the thing. Science is awesome. And. And the process of the scientific method has, has brought us to good places. It's just where the overlap happens is in scientific theory, where people start to, the theories become the the doctrine and you can't push past it because all of a sudden now you have corporations invested right. in it. That's the bigger thing. Around it. Yeah. Science in and of itself is fantastic. And it's always yeah. been fantastic. It's just this. And I, that's why I call it the cult of science, because you can't you can't push past some of these hard lock ideas that are still theories, still theories that we believe are totally facts and factual and base a lot of this like gravity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so on our reality. Well, fields and all this. I mean, we could go into Tesla and Royal Rife and all this stuff about field, just field theory alone. It's not even a well, physics thing. It's not a real thing. Well, and germ theory. I don't even think they have germ theory down. I mean, germ they, they theory is a bunch of nonsense. It's theory. Yeah. Well, That's, people just think you're going to walk by somebody and just inhale their virus. It just it doesn't work like that. But they, they, they want to scare us. They want to make you scared of the invisible germs. But I think the biggest psyop is what's going on, guys, is what they're doing to the children, Jerry. Making these kids not go to school, making these single parents and they either got to quit their job or raise their kid. I think they almost uh, really want this COVID to try to uh, usher in these kids to live in a constant state of low vibration, to live in that trauma-based mind control mindset so they're easily controlled. That's that's probably see. I don't think that's the main point. Generally, what I found to be true is that things happen, and then all the groups with agendas piggyback onto it. 
to, to yeah, push their right. agenda. It's not, it's never just one thing. They're so opportunists. Yes, they're opera. Exactly. So yes, that is absolutely one aspect of it, but there's also the people doing it because they're just going along with quote, the quote unquote guidelines, but they don't realize that the long-term damage it's going to cause because they can't, they can't visualize what will happen because there's no longer critical thinking being taught. And we've got a generation of, of, morons basically running things it's crazy it's a fight or flight mindset when you're in fight or flight you can only think about it six inches in front of your head because you're trying to survive you know and so they have us in survival mode instead of like uh, uh prosperous mode instead of thinking in the future we're only thinking about what's going to happen we're worried about our light bill instead of our life bill you know instead of our life we're worried about just getting to monday or getting to right. tuesday it's, it's terrible so just getting back to my science point um at one time in our history, science and spirituality or magic or whatever you want to call it were one thing. You know, there was nat- I agree. there was natural sciences. And at some point they got split off and the other one was demonized, such as alchemy or which reminds me next week we're gonna have Phoenix Aurelius on the show. So everyone be sure to tune in and talk about alchemy. Um Alchemy, magic, spirituality, all separated out, and science became this new truth. And, of course, had the middlemen to control access, control knowledge, and to control the narrative. Well, you look at Jeffrey Epstein. He he was so dialed in with all these scientists. Like, you know, uh, He's a and, eugenicist. And I, well, of course. You know, I didn't realize that. When I was woke to this, I was like, why would these – well, even though I was woke before Jeffrey Epstein, but – I didn't realize why would this guy need to have the power of all these scientists because the science, the scientists run the world. The scientism is a religion in itself. So they get yes. so much power by having those people in control. Yes. And that somebody brought up the Neuralink in chat, Dr. Strangelove. Thank you. Um, I read this week that Elon was going to demonstrate the Neuralink this week. I read that too. Can you believe that? I mean, what kind of bullcrap? That's the vanilla sky. They want that. They want to be able to plug our uh, consciousness into a computer. They they want that for sure. What do you think, yeah, Nish? What do you think? What do you think? I I'm out there big time with all my theories, Alex. I'm all over, and I lean way on the woo side. I'm way further into the woo than Jer, and so yeah. I have. I'm woo woo as it gets. I don't know. I don't know if you can touch my woo. Maybe not. Probably not. I, love, I can already tell you guys. I love it. Go ahead, though. I'm interested to hear what you think. Oh, I don't know. You're our guest here. But I do. I wonder. So the vanilla sky thing is a good thing to bring up. And also, if we could piggyback a whole bunch of ideas onto that, including, say, the modern version of Westworld, all this stuff ties into where we are and what creates this reality we're all experiencing and how it's breaking down individually for us. And where are the boundaries here? Because now we're looking at thing, real tech that's not even in the realm of conspiracy anymore, that's out there being used. So, you know, we're looking at deep fakes as a real thing now. It's out there. Big organizations are buying into it. There are even apps on the phone. Holographic stuff. Dio's been touring for like four years. And dead dead rock stars are touring, and there are there's you you can go into Tupac, before COVID, <laughs> right? And before COVID, you could go into places like Disney and Epcot and big you know centers and be greeted by holographic greeters, and so and then if you say 
space that out with the idea of social distancing, the bum on the corner could be a hologram in this projected reality that we're all experiencing and everything that you're experiencing digitally could actually be manufactured in a di digital reality way deeper than vanilla sky in yeah, that well sense. they call that astral projection and i believe that the cia just came out and said the astral projection exists and, you know have you heard that there's are you talking about the gateway protocol I think it, I think that's I'm not sure if it's called the gateway protocol, Jerry, but I just saw that they had some sort of declassified document and that could be a leak. That could yeah, be that's the gateway protocol. <clears throat> so it, we have another show, which you could be on it. We'd love to have you on that show, too, called Nox Mente, which we, where we explore dreams and we talk about astral travel all the time. It's totally a thing. We were all yeah. in on all that. Well, I believe when I'm asleep. I'm so well, well, don't. Do you believe when you're asleep, you're in a different realm? Because I yes. kind of believe that it, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I believe that's a different world when we're in a REM sleep or when our, when our, when we're, our, our consciousness is in that dream that we're actually in it in it's, some sort of. It's projected. So explain it to me better, Jerry. No, it seems uh, like you're this more... is my opinion. I believe that uh, when you go to sleep, your, your consciousness projects into other dimensions or other, other contexts of reality, however you want to think about it. Other well, timelines, other dimensions, other other universes or realms or whatever. It's it's some other construct. It's not this one. And astral travel is you projecting your consciousness out into this current construct versus well, done, dreaming where you can leave to other points. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I've done about every drug there is, Jerry. I went to LSU in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I drank. I did coke. <laughs> I tried everything. I've been a wild child. I don't drink or do any of that now. But listen... What but I'm you dip in. I know what it's, it's terrible. <laughs> that doesn't count. It doesn't count. That doesn't I'm count. just but, kidding. Um, but but so so this is what I'm saying. So I recently, even though Joe Rogan's a shill, uh, you know, I recently in Salida, Colorado, this year I went and tried DMT, and I did it with a shaman, and you know we you know we we did the drugs. Let me tell you something. I'm not coming from this whacked out drug thing. I wasn't on any alcohol or anything. But I've I've tried mushrooms. I've tried LSD. When I was on DMT, and they say it's, it releases the same chemicals as when you're dreaming, yes. I was able to open my eyes, Jerry, and I was still hallucinating. Like I was still, even with my eye, like when you close your eyes, it was stronger. But when I opened my eyes, I was still in that Thunderdome. I was still seeing those clear things. And so that's how I knew I was, my brain was in a different place than where I was sitting right there, because what I was looking at was not there. What? See now... Maybe. I'm not saying you're wrong or not. That's not true. I have no idea. But I would. How do we know that what you're seeing isn't really what's in front of you, but you're just more your that veil has been lifted and you're seeing what's really there? Well, maybe it could have been that. But what I saw was that when I, when you go into like Best Buy and you see the newest TV that comes out that year, mm -hmm. you're like, damn, that shit is so clear. That's what I was seeing. I was looking at the clearest 4K TV, high def I've ever seen. So for me, it, it looked so real that it was fake, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it, 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 it did. And so I just feel like there is some sort of chemical release where, where our spirit goes. We're spiritual beings, dude. There's no, no doubt about it. No question about it. And yeah, I, I, I do know the DMT experience is always described as being shot out of your body. When For you, me, it was. I, I was not in. I was like looking at something that was it looked totally different than what I was looking at. Right. I would think of it more. I would think of DMT more as like a forced astral projection, kind of like Doctor Strange. You know, get <laughs> kicked That's out. That's probably of his what body. it is. It probably is a forced astral because it, it makes your brain release chemicals that only happens when you're asleep. So I think you're. And when you die, 
Yeah, when you die, yeah, yeah. So that's more important. I think that's more important that when you die, your brain releases DMT because maybe that's what triggers your consciousness to leave your body when you die. Well, I, I, I think that we have to be spiritual beings because what makes our cells, what causes mitosis? Like that's some sort of energy, but I believe that's like those cells are part of our spirits. I mean, like, like this is what I'm saying. We're a spiritual being that has a body. We're not a body that has a spiritual being. So I believe our spirit controls our body and that's what keeps us, yeah. when we die, we don't have that spirit anymore. So that's why our cells, that's why our heart, that's why everything stops working. Yeah. And, you know, if you, when you really dig down into this kind of thing, you find out that what, put it this way, what you see, what you think you see is just what your brain is assembling out of the energies that your eyes are perceiving. The blackness of the back of your brain. Right. Yeah. So Optics, what yeah. really is out here in front of us, we don't know. We just, our brain is telling us what we're seeing. You know, there's a two, what is it, a 250 millisecond delay between light entering your your eyeball and the image coming up that you know you perceiving it you know what happens in that delay is that like a rendering time but my, well, well, my point is well, go uh, ahead, wait, yeah, my point here is that we may not even have bodies we just may perceive that we have bodies when two mm -hmm. things touch they don't ever touch nothing ever touches anything else there's always a layer of, of atoms or energy or static electricity between everything you're just perceiving it because it's close enough to feel right but when you clap your hands your hands never actually touch each other so you tell yourself they do you tell and yourself you buy you into that and you idea. perceive it to be that but yeah so when it comes down to it we don't even really have bodies it's all just what we perceive and what we believe well didn't they prove that because what is it if, 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 if i'm saying this wrong i think i heard a mark sergeant heard somebody saying that we can't render what we can't see like we can't even render in a fake reality I, god i'm saying this wrong but it's basically it's basically if, if we're not paying attention to it then if we're not looking at it then it's not there is basically what it is does that make sense? It, that's a double split stuff. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's like, it's like observation. Yeah, observational yeah, stuff. Right. If the wave function's not collapsed, it doesn't exist. Yeah. But that's so, I mean, there are so many schools of thought here. And, and so if you're like in the quantum cat camp, that doesn't really bode well in the Tesla camp. You know, the, the quantum guys and the and gals, the quantum people and the Tesla people are at odds with their math there that's you know that whole I'm, I'm with ken wheeler on this you follow ken wheeler yeah a little bit yeah but but i'd like to hear your opinion no he calls them the cult of bumping particles the whole yeah. you know einstein quantum Versus theory all that stuff yeah, well, it's all, yeah that's all i well tesla i do believe but i mean what is it equals mc squared it doesn't even make sense oh it does make sense and and that's probably the one thing that he got right i would say einstein you think that you think that the equals mc squared was mass times acceleration that that was yeah correct. do you understand what that equation means that as energy not speed, really okay well it means that you've got two two extremes of of energy you've got light and matter and e equals mc squared just says that as energy speeds up it becomes light and as it slows down it becomes matter I mean, I guess, but th this is the same guy. Uh, Einstein said that he you couldn't tell apart if the if the sun was rotating around us if we were rotating around the sun. Did you you've heard Einstein? Oh right, say that? and he's he yeah. said that this you know that all this stuff was nonsense without the ether, which yeah, is right, also a true statement in my yeah. opinion.
Yeah. That's I believe the ether for sure. <clears throat> if you follow Ken I Wheeler, think... one of the things he talks about light is that light isn't a a thing that travels, which is something that I personally have a problem with since I was a teenager. That it's, yeah. it can't be a wave and a particle at the same time. A wave isn't a thing. A wave is an action caused by a thing. Well, <laughs> what's a sound can... wave? What's the difference between a sound wave and a light wave, really? Nothing except the type of energy that's moving through the ether. Mm-hmm. So, what, so one so of the things that Ken says is that light light is a uh, uh, an ether perturbation. So there's a disturbance in the force, if you will, that's caused by something else. So there's energy transmitted that disturbs the ether and causes light or causes the illumination. Sound. Yeah, yeah it's a ra- and the speed of light is a rate of induction. It's not actually a speed of light. That's why light can go through like ice and water and glass and slow down and then speed back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's a way. I think somewhere down the path there are bridges that are bridging all these theories in some way. I, I actually do think that, and I have failed to uh, explain myself better here, but I do think that quantum, I do think the quantum field and the etheric Tesla field, the ether field have an overlapping. uh, I think there's overlap there. I just don't think or know personally how that is how that works what the dynamic is yet somehow they seem to be connected in my head and i know that sounds crazy and i would be laughed at if any any real discussion with these people that study this stuff at nauseum but for me it's just going on that weird spider sense that woo sense but what do you think about the free energy do you think that was a thing do you think uh, you see all yes this, absolutely this right out of the environment yeah yeah there's free energy but it's nothing we can use because well, why do they have you see, yeah, see all those old buildings and then channel towers? it yeah oh, right oh, oh, see oh. alex you're right there <laughs> we're getting to tartarian now right yeah we are a little tartarian <laughs> a little bit I just, of course flavor time when we need them yeah <laughs> We have a friend on another show who who's all about Tartaria and orphan trains. You'd love him. I'm feeling yeah. a mud flood take me. <laughs> well, I mean, I just believe our history is false. Like, I believe that we had, you know, we look at these old buildings and they built those without power tools and without all the stuff that we can't even rebuild it today. Like the pyramids. I mean, come on, dude. What the fuck? We couldn't even rebuild the pyramids today. And then when you look at Stonehenge, you see Stonehenge was fake. I believe Stonehenge was bullcrap. Have you guys seen the, the pictures of them building Stonehenge? No. Well, okay, there's pictures. You can see it. And they said that it was just them refurbishing it. Yet they have huge cranes. They're putting, you got to look. So you guys have ever looked into Stonehenge? Uh, it's yes, not, of course. I mean, but, uh, yeah, I mean. Figure out what you're specifically talking about here. What I'm saying is Stonehenge is fake. I don't believe that to be real. I believe like the Tartarian, you know, I, I believe Stonehenge is fake, but I believe that the, the um, pyramids and all of these old buildings are real. Like those were built with real technology that we don't have today or some sort of hidden technology that they're hiding from us. Yeah, that's what I think is going on, that there's there's tech that's not released. But what I was, what I was trying there. to point out was that even if we did find free energy, it's not going to be in a way that we consume with our modern day electronics. Yeah, you're probably right. And if you, you know, look back at Tesla, can... like <clears throat> I, I heard this from... Uh, Eric Dollard, I think, brought it up that the whole Wardenclyffe experiment with Tesla, you know, with the free energy transmission, yeah, totally works, right? But mm-hmm. it's DC energy, 
for one. And for two, what Eric Dollard said, which I found really interesting, he said the amount well, what's of... Wrong with DC? What's wrong with DC? Energy? Hardly anything we have in our house. Our houses run AC. Everything was on AC. Your portable well, stuff. Edison, Edison is the one that did alternating currents. And that no, was a Tesla scam. invented it. Tesla invented alternating currents? Yes. Edison co-opted it. Yeah. Oh, well, but, but I thought he was anti-alternating currents. He was until he found out that DC didn't work. Right. Oh, I see. I so he switched over. Anyway, uh, the thing about Wardenclip Tower, he, uh, what Eric Dollard said was that the the amount of energy that we consume on a daily basis and the way that Wardenclip Tower worked transmitting the energy through the Earth, he said would explode the Earth. Yeah, but they also say nuclear bombs could uh, blow up the Earth. If I don't believe the nukes are real. Yeah, no way. There's no way. Not like they describe it. Because Trump would have dropped one. Yeah, that's why he dropped the mother of all bombs. And I'm not some pro-Trumper. I'm just saying, if nukes are real, I believe Trump probably would have blown one up already. Nukes are as real as meteors to me. Yeah, for sure. I don't believe that they have a technology to split the atom and do all this bull crap and, and mass devastation. But they teach you in school, Jerry. They taught me in my freaking social studies class that we have enough nuclear weapons to blow the earth up, uh, blow it up 10 times over. And these are the people we let run the world. <laughs> exactly. The, the ones that teach all of our children. They taught me like that was a fact. Yeah, well, I'm old enough to remember having to hide under my desk for the nuclear, <laughs> you know, the cover your yeah. ass, kiss your ass goodbye thing. Yeah. Yeah, the Cold what War. You, guys, you are a Cold War kid. What do you guys think? So this whole matter idea of matter and especially if we take a turn towards, say, the metaphysics of this and spirit and matter. Where are you with this, Jer? With what? Sorry. With with energy and matter, with with the density of matter, as we were talking about all the physics and stuff, and I wanted to kind of take a turn in the metaphysics uh, with the density of matter. So when I was just kind of listening to all this, it seemed like with the with light photons and all this what about the density of matter it feels like we overlooked that idea i don't really know what you mean by the density of matter what does matter to you so rock the earth you know what what is matter to you in this sense is well, it well, real well is this it, is what, what it's what, as I real as our, our our projection is go ahead but, but this is one thing I want to say, and this is kind of off topic, but speaking of matter, because you know, Black Lives Matter, just the idea of saying that is actually kind of racist. It's actually, you're kind of, this is a psyop, and this is a, a black guy told me, a guy named Bishop Larry Gator. So I don't know how real this is, but he believes that them saying Black Lives Matter is basically saying that black lives are basically cattle. That's all they are. They're a rock. They're matter. That's all they are. They're not even important. They're not a human being. Wait, They're who says this? This guy, Bishop Larry Gators. Oh, yeah, I know. He's He says that the elites believe that. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying. I, no, 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 no. I mean, it's not his statement. What, he, what you're repeating is what he thinks the elites believe. Yeah, I don't know if they, that's really true, if they really believe they're well, using Black Lives Matter like they're just cattle, like they're just, you know, matter rocks. Yeah, I don't believe that. They're just. They're, they're, it's a big idea, though, the idea of matter and spirit in matters. I mean, with that, and that's where I was going. Yeah, it's a whole animism like thing, Alex right? took it there, though. Yeah, I mean, it, spirit in matter or ghost in the machine and these ideas of really, I think some of this comes down 
to the idea of fields, right? Planes of existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I think that's a huge thing. That's why they're keeping us six feet away. They, they want our energy fields. That's basically, they say your yep. energy emanates about six feet. So that's why they're keeping us apart because it, it really and truly, we're all walking, talking antennas. As soon as our body doesn't have energy and you can tell if you go into a mask and you're not wearing a store and somebody's looking from you across the store, you can literally feel their negative attention. You can feel them eye fucking you. Yes. So there is some sort yes. of transfer of energy that, that is going through the ether. There's no doubt about it. I can feel it. I can feel the hate in their eyes. Well, sure. That's how you can go walk room and get a bad vibe you know absolutely and and martial arts really is, is structure a lot of martial arts have an internal martial art to it are it is very much structured in that sense too in the manipulation of these fields that's i think what, that's what they're doing right now yeah that's what tai chi is all about for for instance manipulating your chi you know and qigong and all that qigong too right well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep us in a state of negative energy. I believe that's really what's going on now. I believe that mask is they're disconnecting us. They're, they're keeping us apart. And you, I think you guys said it earlier. They have to keep us divided. Like whether you say it's they, evil people, it, it doesn't matter when you can look at society and we're all marginalized to hate each other. We're all marginalized to um, make fun of stereotypes. And that's done on purpose. Like this race war, if you see a black guy at the grocery store, you don't really hate him because of his skin. You get in a fight because you have uh, conflicting ideas about something. You know what I mean? We really don't hate each other because of our skin tone. We hate each other because of our ideas. And they try to marginalize and make it about skin. Yeah, I would I would say not so much anymore. Back in the past, absolutely, it was a, a dividing issue. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy. We're living in a COVID-1984 world, guys, where George Orwell wrote this, Orwellian Nightmare. And you would have said, no, that's impossible, because in that book, they had TV screens that watched them in their house. But now we got TV screens in our phones that can watch us. So, I oh, mean, yeah. it's literally, so it's literally what's happening. Oh, I know. The, the whole, yeah. And it's mostly, have you noticed? Here's, this is one of my pet, pet theories here. Most of the crazy people, almost all the crazy people have iPhones. <laughs> Yeah, probably because yeah, they want to fit in. They're so crazy. They want to fit in with everybody else. There, there's some correlation there. I don't know why, but, but there's definitely something to it. Well, you know, I think Apple, it's funny you say that because, you know, like Forrest Gump, we know Tom Hanks. I believe him to be like a total creep, but like how they mixed in Apple symbolism in, in Forrest Gump. Like, you know, that's how he got all rich. Uh, what I'm trying well, to say is I placement. Well, of course, of course, of course it is. But remember, they went out of business and who helped them? Who bailed Apple out? Microsoft. Exactly. So they had to keep them afloat. Like I'm just saying, Apple was not meant to go out of business. They were meant to stay alive. And I think that's done on purpose because look at our iPhone. Look at the look at the screensaver on your iPhone. The most popular iPhone ever was a round earth. That was on every single uh, iPhone that you ever bought was the globe. I just well, don't think that's an accident. The globe is everywhere. That's, that's why... That's why people are so triggered by flat earth. Yeah. Well, this, so, they could have put any image on it, Jerry. They could have put any image. They could have put any. And I know the globe. I know that's easy to say. It's just a coincidence. But it's like, dude, these people are using technology through social media to social engineer us. If you don't believe that people are putting their self-worth in their social media profile, you're oh, insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, it's a second life. They want us to put our self-esteem in this fake world. And I think that's on Apple is like one of the biggest engineers because they make the phone that make us connected to the tech. Right. And all that data that you put in gets thrown into a giant AI for data mining to predict whatever, 
they're predicting it. Why is it all free? Because they're using they make money from our data. That's why it's free. <laughs> when something's when something is free, you are the the commodity. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah exactly. It's a string for sure. Well, it's Tinstoffel. You learn in economics, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And there's no <laughs> such thing as a free social media deal. Well, and there's a sucker born every minute, P.T. Barnum. Yeah, oh, Barnum was a genius. <laughs> cool. So did we, cover, we covered the flatter stuff. How did you get on Globusters? How'd you work that out? Well, well, Globusters was kind of an accident because, you know, they shut down. They got a copyright strike. Yeah. And so, so Bob was just taking two weeks off and... Uh, how I got in tight with Jaron is I would call into Jaron's Monday night show for about a year. He has his Monday night raw <laughs> yep, show. Yep, yep, yep. So I would always call in and it's funny. I'd become good friends with David Weiss, but David, he told me this after the fact, he would always get annoyed by me calling because I would take too long. He'd be like, oh, I don't want to answer his question. No. Yes, yes. And so now David ended up becoming friends. But So that's how I knew Jaron. And I was, I was messaging Jaron and everybody says this, oh, I'm going to make a channel. And we're actually doing it. That's why I really appreciate you, Nisha. I appreciate Jerry, because we're out here talking about taboo subjects you're not going to hear in the mainstream media. So whether we agree on anything or we disagree on everything, I'm just happy you're getting out a, a different agenda than the, the freaking sterilized news. Any news is better than the mainstream news. So I, I really appreciate you as an independent journalist trying to get truth out. Yeah. And let me say too, I I don't disagree with any of your viewpoints. I just have different explanations for them. Oh yeah. No, and that's cool. (laughs) Jerry, and I'm not saying you disagree. I really enjoy having a conversation (laughs) with somebody that is able to speak their mind. It's not a robot and not, dude, the fact that you've actually thought and can deduce your own uh, conclusion to this stuff makes me respect you. And you're not just going on what everybody else thinks, because that's what we do. We have that sheep mentality, that herd mentality. Oh, where we yeah. just, somebody here. else thought about it before me. Yeah. <laughs> not here. When, when somebody <laughs> tells me something, I think of 89 different ways that it could be done. You know, it's like <laughs> right. my brain just works that way. I'm a total contrarian. You're a skeptic. I'm a skeptic, skeptic, contrarian, whatever you want to call it. We're pattern seekers. Drove my ex-wife crazy. <laughs> well, see, Jerry, speaking of that, I can't hardly date. I was dating this girl, and she knew I was into Flat Earth, and she wasn't. And she was cool about it. She didn't beat me up too much, but we just kind of broke up because I was getting, you know, we just, our kind of the love is lost. So now I'm dating. Jerry, it is so freaking hard to date as a truther because every single thing is a lie from, like, you know, the clouds to the moon landing to 9-11. And you wouldn't <laughs> think that this stuff comes up. But it does, dude. And as soon as even me as a handsome young man, as soon as you start saying that Israel caused 9-11, no girl is going to think that's sexy. They're going to think you're automatically unsexy. Dude. You could be Johnny Depp walking in the room. And as soon as you say the earth is flat, this girl's going to go, what a loser. You have to ease them into it. This is why I stopped dating like five years ago. It's just too hard. I'm about to do it. I'm about to stop, Jerry. I'm about to just focus on myself for probably the next six months, not even go on a date. Because I feel like Jerry Seinfeld now. I'm going on bad dates. It's like a, a sitcom. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm just looking, maybe taking a yearly sabbatical to Amsterdam or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely get off there. You won't need a girl for Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, see, that shows you too, Jerry. Why, why is prostitution illegal? I'm not, I like, like. Right. Selling is free and fucking is free. Why isn't selling fucking free? <laughs> I'm saying, dude, honestly, I believe in, in like, I think that's part of the movement too, is they're over-sexualizing children, this and that. But if you're an adult and you want to get paid to have sex, every single woman does it with her husband. They're getting paid to be married to. I mean, uh, women have been doing that. And it's not just women. Men should be able to be prostitutes too. We're equal opportunity prostitutes. Right, right. <laughs> it, it's, it's just, they're holdover puritanical laws. That's all. Yeah, Let's see how pure, 
Oh, but it's ahead. also hear, it's also you. a form of of income for cities. The whole vice squad thing, you know, and the yeah. oh yeah, you got to look yeah. at how how it's factored into people making money off of it too. That aren't just illegal, i.e., law enforcement. Yeah, but look at Amsterdam. Amsterdam has a there. All the people are tested. There's no diseases there. It's regulated. If that was like that in the United States, I think that would bring down a lot of the sexual crimes, all the rapes, all that stuff. And I'm not saying to everybody go into prostitution, but some of these people need an outlet, and they should be able to pay somebody a hundred, whatever, and they should have sex. We should be able to, as adults, agree. I agree. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with prostitution whatsoever. I, I have lots of sex working friends, especially out where I live, where stripping is actually kind of glamorous. So, well, well why did it, why is porno okay? Why can't they get every eighteen year old girl and have her life ruined by getting paid five thousand dollars to have sex on camera? But you, but it, but if there's no camera involved, you can't do it. That that law doesn't make sense at all. If there's a camera there, you can have sex for money. But if there's no camera, you can't. That's her, where I'm like, what? And her f- life isn't the only thing that gets ruined. <laughs> Yeah, everything gets ruined. We're going, we're going <laughs> off the rails. But, but I just, it's hard not to talk about pornography and sex because we're so sexualized as a culture, Jerry. You know, it's, it's like, it's honor. But right, like I'm saying is I'm desexualizing myself. I want to, I'm going to go like, you want to take a little sabbatical. I'm not going to be a, I'm, I'm going to stop putting the pussy on the pedestal for, for a little bit. Excuse my language, niece. What's your, what's your sign? I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra, October. 8th, okay. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Does that explain my dating life? Because I believe in astrology. You know, I, I and, and you look at the astrological map is a circle, a round circle with the stars rotating around us. So right. anybody that's into astrology and doesn't believe in it, it's like even your model is it spinning around us. But I digress. Um, well, do you know the other aspects? What's your rising and your moon and all that? No, I should freaking look it up because I'm trying to get. If into you it, uh, drop it. your birthday into chat. Yeah, yeah, let me do it. Let me do it it right can now. be done real. I have professional I, software here, but me I'm, too. I'm not okay, I want to see it. 10 08. You want my social security number too? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Baby, fucking kidding. Let's line this up. <laughs> I'm kidding. Unless yeah, you I want to be lined credit. up. Yeah, what I actually have a do you have, Jerry? What? What software do you have? Open Astro. Oh, okay, yeah, and Linux. Because I'm really, I want to start getting more into astro- astrology because I, I do believe there is, there's no way that when we're born that the energy that the earth is giving out doesn't affect us. You know what I mean? So I believe the sun and the stars. Do you know, do you have your place and your time? Because yeah, oh yeah, Dallas, Texas. Uh, wait, Dallas, wait, wait, was, wait, wait, wait. Okay, here we go. Hold on, let me, let me text my- just your year and all that. Are you getting your mom, mom on your phone? That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm texting her, my mom right now because she was just texting me up. Uh, what time Alex was Stein. I? Where were we born in Dallas? Yeah. Let's see. I'm, we're about to find out. Hopefully she'll respond fast. Hopefully she's not asleep. It's 946. Dallas, but I think I was born in the afternoon because my dad had left. I think I went there that night and I, she didn't have me all night. And, I, and it took a while because she had to get a C-section. So I believe if I'm right, I was born in the afternoon, but she'll, she's about to tell me. Oh, so you just passed that magical Masonic number of 33. I'm just, uh, yeah, my mom's, is, uh, her phone's off. She's probably already in bed. Um, uh, say that again, Anisha. I just passed the 33, so I'm not in the Illuminati. <laughs> right. Well, weren't you telling us that before? You know, when people are protesting too much. 
Yeah, he drops. I'm looking for your apron. What are you not showing us? Uh, Exactly. No, I always I love that. I love when people call me a shill already. I'm like, yeah, I went to the Anderson Cooper School of Broadcasting. I'm coming here to infiltrate. I'm coming here, even though I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Even though I'm talking about how you know Israel caused 9/11, and I'm talking about the flat Earth, but yeah, I'm 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 400% CIA. Well, Jerry, what's he saying in my astral projection? I'm about to, we're about to drop some truth bombs. I'm about I'm to find out about it. myself. I'm working on it. Nish, tell me about your, what is your, does your astrological, does it all match with how you, uh, how you feel like you are in real life? Like, does it correlate? All right, sorry. So what was your birthday? 10-8? 10-8-86, if that matters. I don't know if you matters. And I'm going to do Texas. midnight because that's what they have to do. Yeah, so your rising will be different until you have your actual time of time. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. And rising, your rising signs actually to me on the the base of the base surface stuff the most important personally for me. So you think the energy of the time we're actually born is probably was well, the time the biggest... you came in and became part of this realm. And oh so, yeah, I believe it's important. I'm just I'm just I'm just yeah. trying to get pinpoint of what it why. There's this chart. So is a Gemini ascending? And that's cancer. So. See, what does that mean, guys? You guys have to explain it to me. I have no, I'm looking at this and I, I couldn't even explain it to you at all at all. Dark moon Lilith in the twelfth house. Let's see. So oh, I'm AS. Really glitchy over so, here. Yeah. So, so what we're looking moon. at here is just uh okay this on screen for everybody so oh yeah and let's see sun is libra do that this is awesome we're getting this tiled in i really appreciate it nisha i really appreciate it jerry this is you know what that eighth house aquarius is interesting to me uh because you are very there's something even though you don't have anything in apparently in that house according to this with that having a rising sign which will only change it a little uh but you're there's something very Neptunian about you anyway, and then so then your Mars is in Cap. It's North Node's up there in Aries. Your twelfth house is. I don't like this housing system. Is this perfidious? No, this is open astro. No, I'm talking about the type of chart you just ran. Is this placidia? Oh, tropical. I see it down here. Okay. Yeah, it's tropical. Tropical placidia. What kind do you want? I'm just looking. I'm just observing. Pretty sure I could change it. Well, what do you think about people that are clairvoyant? Do you believe that exists? Do you think there are people that are able to be clairvoyant? Oh, I hundred yeah. percent believe in the clairs. Yeah. Okay. Don't you, Alex? Well, I believe. Yeah. I mean, honestly, bodies I, and all that. The only yes, thing we're but, not really pulled up to is the whole alien thing. Well, I don't believe in aliens, but I do believe uh, uh, people can be clairvoyant, but I don't believe somebody can like make magic. Like, I don't, I don't think somebody can look at matter and make it move. That's one thing, you know? So, so you guys believe that? Yeah. Telekinesis. I don't believe in telekinesis. I've never seen it done, but I've read accounts about it. So I don't know. I have too. I've read about it too happening. People supposedly somebody bent a fork, you know? I mean, so (laughs) why Alex, so you, you'll pull up to all this other stuff, but telekinesis, you've just got a hard line. No. Well, maybe they can do it. I just, I just, I don't understand how I can give energy to something, but how can I actually manipulate it? Like, I just, maybe it is, I, I say stuff of what I think. I don't, I don't really have the proof or to, to debunk it, to say it's not happening. I just don't know. 
if people can move stuff, I think that's like a trick that a lot of the magicians use um, was being able to move stuff with their minds. And that was one of the easiest to fake because you can use fishing wire like that. Like that's what a lot of the clairvoyant people would do, you know, back then the. Um, uh, oh, yeah, the spiritual charlatans. From the, yeah. Yeah, the charlatans. Yeah. And that was one of the, the telekinesis was one of the big, easiest pranks they could do. They would make something float on a string and people would yeah, be in and a, the ectoplasm. Meeting. That was that spiritualist movement, which is so juicy in the last turn of the century. Loved it. When Houdini was out debunking, trying to, you know, get those answers about his momo and yeah. Houdini I mean, was the best. I loved Houdini. He went and he was, he debunked all those, all those freaking charlatans. That's what made him so cool because wasn't he so mad that, that people would uh, say they were communicating with people's loved ones and that, that he wanted to talk. Is that what it was? He wanted to talk with his mom. Yeah. His mom yes. died yeah. and he went through, uh, he, he went to as many spiritualists and seance people that he, you know, psychics that he could find to talk to his mom and that kind of, that his crusade to talk to his mother turned into a giant skeptic tour and table flipping extravaganza. Yeah, and there, there's always stuff under the table and and uh, well, my favorite, you know, I'm obsessed with cats, and they all had to have a medium. They all used cats for some reason, and I just I just love that idea. I kind of like the idea of charlatans and a little or snake oil salesmen. I mean, I don't know why. I just think in our history, I, really, I'm thinking more snake oil salesmen. That they would go around and sell bottles of morphine and cannabis. Yep. Like I wish that was still going on today. I think those oh, guys and are, the cocaine. That's right. The coke. I believe yep. those people were better than big pharma <laughs> is today. Your good old soothsayers. Coke used to be a, an ingredient in Coca Cola. Cocaine. That's was. why it was called that. That's yep. right. A little pep, a little pep in your step. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> cool. So what else can we talk about? We got a lot to talk about. What do you have on the list? But but I really enjoy talking to you guys because you guys know a lot about stuff that I don't know about. So it's really a pleasure to talk about people that are woke to different stuff that I want to learn about. Like like I said, the you know astrology, I don't know enough about that. I need I need to get into that. But Jerry, you as a truther, you seem awake. Like what is probably the most controversial topic that you believe or don't believe in that the mainstream truth community believes in? Currently or forever. Well, like forever, like JFK, Sandy Hook, or moon I mean, landings. Both. Moon yeah, landings. Okay. So you believe we went to the moon? No. But, but why is that? Such a, I feel like that's the easiest, most common one. Everybody kind of knows it's fake, or, or the one you can talk about without getting persecuted or yelled at. That is one for me. I can't bring that up with anyone I know because they'll go crazy. Shut up, Jerry. You tell me you bring up the moon landing and they lose it on that? Yeah, I have video of it with my dad even. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because your dad knew somebody that built part of the Apollo space. That is true. My uncle worked for Grumman. Yeah. See, yeah, but they, Alex is displaying psychic powers. Well, they did that. They See, the NASA is a huge jobs program. They try, to, uh, they try to employ literally as many people as possible. That's why they had a person making a button in Idaho or whatever. They had a person making the, the switch in Dallas. They had a person. They do that on purpose so everybody has a connection, a real connection. Like, my dad built the brakes for it or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. So it got to be real. We had to go there because my dad was working in a factory making the parts. There's just too many things about it that don't add up. Now, whether or not we went at a future time, I don't know. But that original, you know, Apollo 11, I think that was completely fabricated. Dude, what do you mean you think? We know it, that you look at the inverse <laughs> inverse uh, light law. When you look at the moon at night, how bright it is. If you were standing on it, you would be standing, uh, it'd be like standing on the sun, dude. It's not a dusty rock. Oh, I know. It'd be like 200 degrees. Dude, <laughs> the 200 it, it, degrees Celsius on the surface of the moon. 
they, it's negative 200 in the shade, positive in the sun, and they had magic suits that could switch 400 degrees, and they don't <laughs> even have those suits today. They can't even use those suits today, yet they were able to go from a I 400 know, it's, degree. It's all, it's all hooky as fuck, and it was 50 years ago, and we've never done it again, and according to what, Don Pettit, right, you know, we lost the technology, we can't do it now. It's a painful process to build it back up again. It's yeah, a bunch we of lost nonsense. That technology. It's a bunch of the telemetry is data. But look, what about okay, we talk about this. What about Sandy Hook? Do you guys do you guys ever get into Sandy Hook? Nah. No. So you I don't mean, get into that. I know a lot about it. I'd rather not talk about it. That's like no, I don't want to talk about it. We don't have to, that's but, an but instant thinking, video killer right there. Of course. We can't talk. We can, we won't talk about that anymore. But I, <laughs> I, for me, for me, the hardest truth is is flat earth. Like literally, I said earlier, we could talk about satanic ritual abuse and that nobody will bat an eye. But as soon as you say that, I don't think the earth is spinning. Ah, people lose it. <laughs> it is you do bring up such a good point though it's interesting where people draw lines especially when we're we're speaking on fringe stuff I, I hate that it has to actually be fringe but on fringe stuff there are so many lines in the sand for people this can be true but this is not and it's where where the fringe is overlapping and then the actual reality that's being pushed towards us is the most to me laughable of all personally like it's the most i mean i just can't it's the fakest yeah the official yeah. story is the fakest story yeah so it it but it's just funny so like the flat earthers can't get along with the hollow earthers can't get along with the globe earthers and then the sandy hook people can't talk to the columbine people can't deal with the 9-11 people and it's like all these little groups is what i've noticed a lot and then some you know there are some people that overlap but for me everything's on the table and also i think it's important to remember to not have knee-jerk responses and to try and remain open to information, whether you find it ridiculous or not, there may be a kernel of truth somewhere. Well, well, and that's all it takes, don't you think, Alex? And, and we could all niche. be wrong about it too. Exactly, niche, you know, Mark Twain said it best, you know, it's easier to trick somebody than to convince them they have been tricked. You know oh, what I absolutely. mean? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so that's where we're at. We, we can't even get these people who are so impulsive with their thoughts. Oh, I'm on this, I know this. They don't actually want to deduce it and look into the truth because they don't want to shatter the current illusions that they're living. So they're going to be strongholds and they're going to be very staunch in what they believe to be true um, because they don't want to know that they've been tricked. It's like, I know this guy that that all of his restaurants are closing with COVID and he's the number one, wear your mask. You got to be afraid of the virus. It's because he wants the virus to be so real because he wants to have a reason why he lost all of his business. You know what I mean? We, we, like he To him, COVID has to be real because if he had the idea that this was a fake PSYOP and he lost all of his business for him, it would probably make him 10 times more sick about it. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of juice to what you just said. I agree. I mean, it, it's oh, it's the overlords in the end. And I mean, I think that's a reality. I hope more people are starting to understand how controlled we are in every way, especially as the boot is becoming more apparent over our faces on the globe. Well, well, Niche, would you ever thought in the grocery store they could tell you which lane to walk down? They could literally tell you how to walk down an aisle at the grocery store. I would have never thought in my entire life they would have said, I got to walk a certain direction down the, the soda Only lane. if you pay attention to it. 
Of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeding into it, but, but just, just, just to think about like this, every, where you go, they got stickers on the ground, stand back six feet. If I ever would have, somebody ever would have told me there's gonna be stickers on the ground at your grocery store. That's tells you where to stand in line. I would have said, fuck you. Yeah. Fucking right. You're smoking crack. Guess what? We're in a crackheads nightmare right now. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, and, and, you know, there's this whole idea, there's always been this whole idea that reality is consensual and, you know, it's not new. It's definitely not new. And more and more you look around and there's a lot of juice to that idea because look how many people are that buy into stories and into, into rules and regulations and codes and and that's just on the surface and we can take that way into the metaphysical realm into the spiritual realm and all these kind of softer unseen planes that that we interact in uh, you know especially the psychic field so it's it's interesting i got to say though i'm attracted to that which cannot be seen or explained and that's why subjects like death really appeal to me there's there's no science and i don't care who you are on this planet trying to tell me there is a science of what goes on after death you're bullshitting yourself then so uh and for that that is something we're all headed towards well possibly not now with transhumanism and the cyborg reality however it is something until recently we are all going towards whether we think we're genetically engineered to go faster towards that or not we're all headed towards it and i love the idea of chewing the fodder over those kinds of things where people have to check their i am this authority coat when we can actually get down and talk about ideas and 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 move through ideas without having to throw tantrums or scorched earth you think this so i can't talk to you yeah, we have to be open to each other's ideas. Um, and that's the problem is we, we just, like you said, there's this different uh, groups of people like, oh, I believe in this. So I have to, uh, I hate these people. No, we got to come together and accept these, uh, these, these, you know, like you said, fringe ideas. But that's the problem is, is that they want to divide us. And like, they're even dividing us with this because you, you believe you landed on the moon? Well, fuck you. I mean, she's not like it. It's just that's really in the society we are is, is if we don't all agree with it, then it causes constant strife. But it says a lot to me, people that are willing to come to the table, and and this used to be more common, uh, people that are willing to come to the table and talk openly and move back ideas without having to completely, without having such conviction in everything that there's no no leeway in having wonderful discussions like in the old salons. Uh, I just, I love it. I still am a subscriber to journals and uh, I like looking at peer reviewed information. I am no way an expert in anything, but I certainly put my mind and try to wrap my mind around things. I don't understand. The more I don't understand something, the more I find a sex appeal there and it moves me forward. And so like I used to, I was brought up to look at just for PhDs when studying, right? In college, that was like the thing. 
always you look go, your eye goes to this subject then you're looking for the phd and i started to find along my journey that at some point yes i do like people that have that focus point of study i think it's awesome and yet i have found the most entertaining and rewarding stuff coming from people that have no credentials, but have put a lot of time and energy and perhaps more than it takes to get your PhD into understanding these ideas and cross-referencing them with other ideas that have come up with and pushed forward into theories and theoretical ideas about what's going on. What the fuck is going on here? What is real, Alex? Well, well, Jerry's kind of laughing. I'm saying anything you get from a school, I think you're 100% right. Anything you get from a school is these people, by the time they get their PhD, they're so indoctrinated into their subject, like Neil deGrasse Tyson with, with astrophysicists, with astrophysics, excuse me, that I think you're 100% right that it's like we'd rather get our information from somebody that's not jaded by the uh, Rockefeller Institute of Learning. And so I think that is really important to somebody that doesn't. I, I think that's awesome you woke up to that, that you almost get better information than somebody that doesn't have that degree on their wall. Yeah, and I was laughing about something else. So. Oh, okay. I just saw you giggle. I uh, saw a comment. I, long story. I was looking at some memes. Me okay, okay, cool. Well, well, you know, Nish, you talking about, uh, earlier you said about holograms. I want to I want to ask you all about this. What do you guys think about Project Bluebeam? That's so old school. It's story. It's just a story. <laughs> you don't think, so well, you don't think that... I think Project Bluebeam has something to do with the ISS. I think I, I'm just guessing that, but I think that there's some sort of that they that projection technology. That's what they're doing when you that, see the ISS. I, I I don't know. I don't know that it's up there. It's just the light in the sky. You know, not, we see it on our TV screens, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know if it's really there. It, you know, there's so, there's so much here, and that's what I was talking about earlier with. You know, I've been saying this recently because MIT pushed out this Nixon stuff with their deep fakes and the idea of deep fakes. And then all the people that are actors and voiceover people that are lose, you know, the, the job market is increasingly going away because of the AI creating uh, voiceover for the commercial industry and also how humans now that the graphics are so good and they're cross-referencing millions probably of this eye pattern, that skin color, this mouth, the way this, this set of muscles moves and creating non-human humans with the voiceover tech and creating whole worlds of illusion in the digital universe via, via media, via films, via video that none of that now you seriously for real have to question everything you actually see in the digital reality and then like i said earlier with the the level of of holograms that has surpassed bluebeam i think bluebeam is so old school now uh that you have to now question you know it behooves you to is that person really there can I put my hand through him or not oh wait I can't go up to him because of social distancing and so increasingly so we're having to question the reality around us and none of this anymore is in the land of woo 
that's the thing that's really awesome about all this. This is not woo. This is all on the table through known organizations and it's being pushed forward, especially as we're being bottlenecked into more digital realities and increasingly stuck in our houses, especially through these pandemics, you know, the and idea that's, of a, that's a whole form of initiation in and of itself. Absolutely. You want an initiation, Alex. There you go. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. About hey, well, I have a question. If everything's made out of matter and atoms, what is this shadow made out of? You guys sound like you might be able to answer that. Shadow is just a lack of light. That's all it is. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying because it looks physical different. Shadow. Like, yeah, shadows, shadows, not a thing. It's just a lack of light. That's what I'm saying. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. No. You know, that, that, that always gets me. It's like, how is it not a thing, but you see it? Like, that's, I always kind of, that's a little woo-woo. It's, it's a hole in your vision because there's no light to, to project there. But yeah, it's not a thing. It's like a wave is not a thing. A wave is the motion of a liquid. It's a property. Like, it's an attribute of water. It's not yeah. a different thing than water. Yeah, I get it. I get that. I get so a shadow is just a lack of light. It's just not a thing. It's a void. And, then, guys... and then you go into the metaphysics of that. And the, I, a good place always to start on, on the metaphysics, in my opinion, is Jung. Uh, and so, well, Jung and Mesmer and uh, there's a there's a whole host of them that were you know, a century ago. And, uh, and so we start looking at the idea of how, how we're, we're looking at psycho physical stuff too, and how the idea of the shadow as an idea is a concept, even going back to Plato in the cave moves forward as we feed that idea of darkness, which then can play into the idea of Tesla's field theory. And, and, and we can start moving in that direction and dot connect out. That's a fun game to play. Yeah, the working backwards. I like that game. I think that's how you figure out a lot of stuff. Well, it's a problem reaction solution. It's actually what these people will do. You know, they, they, well, yeah, well, the Hegelian dialectic, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well, you just described it. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's going on now is they they have a solution to all this, so they got to create a problem that causes the reaction in order for them to implant their solution, and I just believe that's what's going on now. What do you think, I, Jerry? You had talked. I want to. What do you think about problem, reaction, solution? You don't think there's social engineers that run everything, so you probably. Oh think no, that's I did not. Say, oh yes, I, I think totally, one hundred percent believe that, but I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't know who they are. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, well, I believe I, I believe it's a global people. When you look at the Vatican, I believe that to be the religious capital of the New World Order. I believe London will the be the Vatican or the Jesuits. Well, the Vatican, the Jesuits, whatever you want to say, but I would say the, the Vatican. Right. The Vatican's the Vatican runs a spirituality. London is the is city money? of London, not London. Yeah, the city of London, and then and then in Washington D.C. is supposedly the military wing. Right, which gives you the mind, the body, and the spirit of the of the world right those three things it's the holy triangle the holy trinity yeah yes it is they yeah. love that the trinity of things i love uh, that one theory that is more of, i don't know if it's conspiracy theory but the whole thing about the vatican owning the souls of all humanity mm -hmm. is that is That's that true? juicy I mean, 
explain that. I believe, dude, the Vatican, I believe, is an evil organization because they got all when they catch a when they catch a priest molesting a kid, they don't call the cops. I mean, a, a couple of cases they did, like in Boston, but I think they did that for optics. But literally, ninety five percent of the cha- time, they do some sort of in house uh, punishment and they send them to a different country away yes. from prosecution. Yeah, they do. That's true. And the the the, the Vatican's been rife with pederast forever it's just it attracts them for some reason check out well, i'll tell you why yeah. they can't they can't date they can't get married they can't have <laughs> sex dude uh, yeah i don't think that's a good idea celibacy is kind of bogus what uh have you ever heard of leo zagami uh-uh. Why well, haven't heard that? Uh, he's just a Vatican whistleblower researcher kind of guy. Uh, well, I'm saying I, I feel like I've heard that name because it's so weird, but I can't. Is, is he is he a Jesuit himself or ex-Jesuit? I'm guessing. Probably? I don't know if he's a Jesuit. He's an ex-Vatican or ex-priest or something like that. He, he was. Uh, he's an Italian. He's got Illuminati bloodline. I yeah, that's, that's it. The narrative around him. Yeah. So yeah. he's a big Illuminati whistleblower. He's pretty. But he's interesting. a whistleblower. So he separated himself and he's been talking. That's his thing. He's been talking about that. That's what got him, you know, that's what propelled him forward as he was disclosing, so to speak. About the Vatican. Yeah, about all Or the Jesuit Catholic Church, whatever. All all of it, all of it. He says that that they worship, I forget who, some some dark. Not Lucifer, but some other name for Lucifer. Some dark dark entity, put it that way. Doesn't matter who it is. It's the same kind of energy. It's the same bad thing. It's just a. It's all demons, Jerry. It's everything is demons. (laughs) So uh, he got a green. I don't. I don't know if he got a green card. (laughs) What about Leo? Yeah, I don't know. I I doubt the U.S. probably doesn't want him over here. They, 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 if he's talking about that stuff. He got kicked out of Italy, I believe. So he is here. He's on the run from Italy or something like that. There's something kind of sexy scandalous going the on. The Pope's in. looking that, that is sexy, but that, that problem is if the, if the Vatican wants you dead, they're going to kill you in two seconds. They could, It's like the Queen of England. You know, she in James Bond, she can issue a license to kill. Like, whether you want to believe that's fake, they literally, they have CIA agents that go from America and, and, and do... do espionage in london or other countries because they can uh, operate with immunity so they purposely send spies to handle out um let's say america wants something um excuse me america wants to kill somebody in america they can't hire an american spy to do it so they hire a london spy they hire a a spy from africa and that is literally what they do they get these spies to uh, to operate in other countries with immunity and that's why those are mercenaries yeah, and I believe Princess Diana, when she died in the car crash in London, it took an hour and a half for her to get to the nearest hospital. She went by six different hospitals, and, yeah. and, and, she, and she was killed. When you're a MI6 agent, you can operate in Paris, France with total immunity. So, so even if they got caught, which they, you know, they're not going to get caught, they can go around and do anything. It's like how we get our information. They, 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 if, if America wants information on one of its own citizen, they, they request a different country to do the investigation so that they have no legal liability in it. And then they use the information that that other person gathered to arrest the person or whatever. They well, do. now they can, they don't even need humans to do this stuff. They can triangulate on you. There's scalar technology. There's all kinds of technology now, especially with the way everyone has one of those devices on them, your phone that you just, you know, showed us earlier. Yeah. And that's a little bomb, especially if you've got a lithium battery in there, that's a little bomb and it can be set off. And that's just one way out of many ways that the millimeter waves that were 
are rolling out everywhere that were originally rolled out as a military weapon system can hone in and triangulate on on you as well and create heart blow your heart up and stuff there's there's all kinds of ways death is an art death is a business murder is a business and it's always evolving I think you're 100% right with that it's constantly evolving, but I just don't know what's causing it to evolve. Well, that's, I mean, that now we're talking about getting to some of the heart of the situation because I think all of the rest of the stuff is is the out our fractals away from a kernel, although the kernel itself become is a fractal and it moves in and out and all that in all these directions, especially when we start talking causality loops. However, uh, I do think that that's more towards the core of things, Alex. Well, you know, we're living in a very confusing universe and it's like people like us that actually want to find those answers. I feel sorry for the people that don't want to find these answers. Could you imagine having such a uh, uh, hectic life? Not that our lives aren't hectic, that you don't even want to know uh, what this life's all about or what happens next or what we're standing on. It's like, I really hate that, that, that we are considered truthers or we're kind of like a chastised because we're trying to figure out these unknown things that you can't just Google and find an answer for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, this is what we were talking about earlier, why it's so great to have these kinds of, of, interactions so that we can come together and have some laughs this is what i love we've got to laugh people we can't take everything so seriously and we also need to normalize fear because what are we doing we shouldn't normalize policies and we shouldn't normalize fuckery but we should normalize our hormonal system and our glandular system so we're not releasing off signatures that it's like blood in the water right so energetic signatures adrenaline and all this that create an attraction towards say things like archontic energies or negative energies or whatever luminous energy in the blackness of the deep sea that attracts things that are feeding on us and so if we can get control of these systems in our body then we can propel this discussion further would that dark energy under the sea be cthulhu hey babe (laughs) (laughs) you want to know about this dark energy i'm sitting on (laughs) it's we're over our two minute mark we got to wrap up but i got a question i got a question for you from the audience alex okay they want someone asked if uh if you've considered asking Ben Stein to team up for a conspiracy channel called Clear Eyes with the Steins. Yeah, I love that. Ben Stein, everybody always said, you remember when Ben Stein's money as a kid, I always got, are you related to Ben Stein? So I like that somebody's actually, that guy must have watched when Ben Stein's money. And I don't think Ben Stein would go with me because I've said a lot about Israel and 9-11. So I don't think Clear Eyes with the two Steins is not going to happen. <laughs> right, all right. I don't think there are any more questions. Well, I had a blast talking to you, Jerry. I want I want to come on your other show. You have me as a guest anytime. Sorry about the miscommunication. No. I honestly thought I was I thought it was the right show, but I just now we're all good. It's uh, all good. It's all good, dude. We'll work it out. And uh, yeah, we'll get you, I'll write you about getting you on Knox Mente. That's a much different show than this one. That's the dreams. What That's when we're talking about dreams, Alex, and we go balls deep. 
guys, I, I, let me tell you something real quick about dreams. This will be the last thing I have the same, and it's really stopped ever since I woke up to truth, but I used to have the same recurring dream that the stress dream is that I get a call from my friend. Why aren't you at the test? Why aren't you at the test? And then I, I always like, you know, in the dream, I mean, they're like running to the test and I always wake up and like so scared, like, Oh, I missed my final. I'm going to fail college. And it's always that same school test and it's a reoccurring dream. So what do y'all, what does that mean? I don't know. We don't interpret dreams. We definitely well, I know don't what I mean. interpret dreams. I know you don't interpret dreams, but guys, guys, I've read dreams, but I've read some stuff about dreams. And when you have that reoccurring, you know, that same right, dream. It's, right. a stress, well, it's a stress thing. Well, there's a lot of possibilities. And, and the thing is, uh, it, with, with interpretation of dreams, you, you need to have context to the person, where, where they've grown up, what they've done, what their set of basic symbols are. Those dream books are ridiculous. And people yeah. that can just open interpret your dreams, to me, are like, uh, you know, Palm Fakes. readers that don't yeah. know how to palm charlatans, read. right? <laughs> and so, yes, some some symbols are universal, but this stuff is very specific. And this is where I take that union stance. So, dream interpretation is a real thing; it's a powerful thing. But you need context. So, just to bring it out out of nowhere and then expect an interpretation, we get this all the time. That's You're not being scolded, by the way. Yeah, no, 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 I'm loving no, no, it. No. <laughs> I love talking, guys. I love talking to y'all because you two are the oh, probably some of the biggest skeptics I've ever talked to. Like, I really enjoy. I'm We're saying, skeptics. You guys, <laughs> I'm just saying, you guys talk the talk. You guys break it down. I really like the deepness. We're not we're, skeptics, so, though. I, I no. would just say, uh, yeah, we're not. I would just say though, for, for your dream, you're not skeptics. What do you mean? You guys are skeptics a little. You guys are no, skeptical no, of everything. We, no, we, no, no, I'm not no. skeptical. I just have different explanations. We're okay, not, I see. It, we're not we're we're not skeptic at all. It's just like it's just wrong of us to interpret your dream for you. It's it's like almost an an unethical thing. It's like doing a cold psychic reading. But we'll dig deep and we'll start figuring out what those symbols are for you, and then we'll that work deeper into stuff, it. Yeah. So it's more like an analysis thing, right? And the best person to interpret your dreams is you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And getting in touch with your own personal symbols. And so that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm like I said, you will not outdo me and woo, Alex. No, <laughs> I won't. I thought, I thought I was pretty deep. No, you're really deep. No, you're de definitely a little deeper than me, but I'm willing to put on my swim trunks and dive in and get it. Well, swim wet. over here, baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming your way, Nish. Uh, pleasure talking to you guys. No, it's been great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Do you want to pitch your. Uh... Yourself? No, I mean, just guys, please. Yeah, well, of course, you know, guys, please go follow the Conspiracy Castle. I'm on YouTube. And, and really what I'd appreciate if anybody's watching, definitely go follow Instagram or Facebook because I'm about to get kicked off of YouTube. And so if you can, at least if you follow me on those and I make my new, I've already been, I've only had my account a little over three months and I've been suspended for three weeks. I'm already on my, oh my last God. Strike. Yes. And You're a rock star. About, I know. <laughs> and so it's ridiculous. But but what I'm saying is, is they're going to kick me out of there. So if you're following me on social media, one of the social medias, you'll be able to find my new channel. So that's all I want to do. Please go follow some of my social media and please keep on listening to Jerry and Nish because these guys are some freaking smart individuals. And I learned some new stuff tonight. Uh, so I'm sure the people that are listening also learn some stuff. Well, Wait, you. so, uh, okay. So I'm going to follow you on Twitter tonight because Jerry in the in the retweet, you're in that. So I'll follow you on that tonight. And you're on Instagram. I'll follow you back. Yeah, Instagram uh, oh, Conspiracy okay. Castle. 
Yes. Conspiracy and, Castle. And I'll follow you there because I'm Nish369, the Tesla number. <laughs> and all these links are in the description and the show notes, everybody. So, yeah. And uh, please don't forget to join our Discord if you haven't, where we you'll have instant access to Nish and I and anyone else who joins. Alex, you're welcome to join our Discord. And yeah, we want you to go. come back, Alex. You're really fun. I really, yeah, really. Yeah, we've had a blast talking to you. Yeah. yeah. I'll come on and I want to learn some new stuff and I'll come with some stuff that'll really, I want to get your opinion. Oh, next time now I'll be prepared now that I know you guys and my little trinkets that I pick up. Next time I'm going to come here with some ammunition, like an AK 47. I'm going to, you're going to, I want to hear, Jerry, okay. I'm going to give you stuff to unravel <laughs> that is going to blow your mind. You're, you're going to say there's 80 different ways for it to happen. Well, we'll see. I'm going to figure out some, I'm going to figure out those, uh, those, uh, uh, questions that are unanswerable and see what you yeah there you go there you go you better be dipping next time too oh gosh you're beating me up you're like my freaking ex-girlfriend bugging me about this she's like you're so gross get that crap out of your mouth did i say that in a gross way no, i thought it was no, suggestive you didn't get my pussy with that mouth yeah, right. Exactly. Watch out, Daddy. All right. Um, all, right. all right what a We're pleasure gonna... thank you thanks so much thanks alex so you're awesome see y'all take Bye. care Thank you, everyone, for listening, and be sure to tune in next week. We have another obelisk next week. We're kind of off off kilter on schedule, but uh, we're doing obelisk next week with Phoenix Aurelius, who's been on Crow Triple Seven quite a few times. He's all about alchemy and spagyrics, and that's going to be a real deep conversation. So we'd love to have you join us then. Thanks so much. Give us a like. Be sure to subscribe if you're not, because half of you don't. Bastards. <laughs> yeah, give the subscribe, guys. Don't <laughs> smash that like button. Also, <laughs> not that we're e-bagging, but we do have a Patreon. So if you want to support the show, go to Patreon Vocas Nocte. And and thank you to and thank you to I our current patrons. Over Jerry to the I'm not signed into Google because I'm on another computer, but I see we did get a down um whatever, our hater. <laughs> Yeah, we get, that was a while ago. We got that downvote. Thank you <laughs> for that downvote. We appreciate it. It does mean, in, you know, it's interaction and it does count, but just remember it's bad karma. So, yeah. And so, pass the Ducci bra. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. <laughs>